Welcome to the Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name is Kevin Washington Email Smasher. And my name is Daniel America Coffee Maker. There we go. <laughs> Very nice. Our death stranding names in full swing. I am the president of the United Cities of Emails. <laughs> And I just, I bridge communities with good cups of coffee. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Uh, this is episode 76 for those keeping score. No one is. I don't think anybody okay. is. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's just us and sound. It's between us, God, and SoundCloud. One of our like Stitcher listeners, they have it on like a whiteboard and they're like, okay, 76, numbered episode, 76 of 90 Got, something. Gotcha. Okay. So their average output is maybe 1.5 episodes a month. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> that's what I see. They're lower on this month. What's happening to the boys? Are they excruciatingly sad? Who knows? Who knows? Speaking of how many uh, are average output, uh, we haven't done one of these in a little while, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we had, what was it, Halloween weekend, we chilled, or something? Yeah, Halloween weekend was the last episode we put remember. up. That was episode 75, and then like earlier that week we did the Resident Evil. Oh, that makes sense, this is 76, so yeah. 75, okay. And then, so we did the Halloween shit, we went to a Halloween party on November 1st, I got drunk and crashed in the city, and then that following weekend... <laughs> He, you he, went to San Diego or San Francisco? I uh, not San Diego. You went to San Francisco. San Francisco, yeah. interchangeable in your mind. Yeah, basically, they might as well be the same. It's thing. all San something out it's there. San, San something. Bernardino, San California, San right. Beaches. Dude, there's a lot of saints in California, man. Mm. A lot of people died out there. You know what I'm saying? You can't be a living saint. Daniel, video games. There's a lot going on, and a lot has happened, and we missed it all. And the people have not been in the loop because we haven't been here to uh, regurgitate the news to them. We are the like only trusted baby, source. We're, we're mother birds to their baby bird gamer mouths. Right, dude. You can't trust the big conglomerates out there like IGN that just want your ad money and are mm-hmm. willing to autoplay shit. We're not like that, right? You can trust us. We are grassroots news. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not always accurate. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's definitely not timely. But you can always guarantee it's there. <laughs> Almost 96% <laughs> of the time our news is never timely. <laughs> well, actually, I was thinking about that. One of these things, we're talking about Google Stadia, yeah. and that shit launches on the 19th. Yeah. We won't have our episode out by then. What's today? It'll be the past. Today's the 17th. Today's oh, the 17th. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That's how time works. Maybe dude. it'll come out on the 19th. Who knows? Who really knows? Who knows? Yeah. The future's so far off and, and tangible. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But we're back in the saddle again. We wanted to bring the good, good content to you gamers out mm-hmm. there. This weekend is especially troubling for the gamers because um, there's too much good, right? A lot of good games came out. We had Star Wars Jedi The Fallen Order came mm-hmm. out this weekend, Respawn Games. Bum, 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 exactly. Bum, bum, That's that good stuff right there. And then we also had not just Pokemon Sword, mm-hmm. but also this spinoff called po- Pokemon Shield, yeah. I think it is. A totally different game. Totally different game. Yeah. <laughs> totally different. <laughs> but they came out this weekend. The gamers are going nuts. They're enjoying all their, their gamitude. I feel like people have made their camps for like where they're going to yeah. be, right? There's not a whole lot of spillover of somebody like trying to fucking customize their lightsaber and customize their Pikachu's haircut at the same time. No, I think there's like there's there. definitely overlap for yeah. sure, but th- I mean they're two huge IPs. Huge like, IPs. Pokemon fans are far and large some of the biggest fans out there. But then on the separate <laughs> yeah. side, you do have Star Wars fans who are I don't know Star Wars fans are fucking they're ravenous about their shit too, yeah. and they've been hungry for a good Star Wars game in a while. And buddy, let me tell you, this Jedi Fallen Order's got it. It is the tits. It is the tits. It is probably the the Star Wars game we deserve. And it, it, a lot of ways, it feels like coming home. Like, even though it's a brand new, like, IP, it's got so many familiar feels and, and touches to it that just, like, it's it's very charming. Very intrinsically Star Wars. Yeah. Very good game. We're going to talk about that oh, yeah. at the tail end of the episode. So, for you good little boys and girls with the ears, 
wait around. Stick around. We'll talk about yeah. it. But we had to deprioritize one of these titles because we have some lap over because there's this 100-hour odyssey that Kojima decided to, to launch last weekend mm-hmm. that people are still working through, man. They're still building their bridges. They're still slamming the, those monsters. Reconnecting They're, the UCA. Talking to holograms. Soothing their baby. BB. Um, shooting some bola strings at, at mules. Both games have a BB in it, right? Uh, no, actually. And, it, and this may get confusing, but isn't it Star BD1? Wars has BD one? Oh, it's BD, and then it's BB. Okay, okay. But you, you can call them whatever you want. Okay, it's to keep Doesn't matter. Of. Your best friend in the whole world. It it fucks me up because we're not in the games media space, so we don't get codes. We're we not? don't get games like well, in that in that regard, where we get like oh. early access shit. So it's like whereas like people in the industry, my might mom have told me I was hardy. No, shut up. <laughs> she doesn't tell you things like that. She doesn't even know what that means. She doesn't know what games media is. <laughs> <laughs> but like where we would have already had time with Death Stranding, it's like we had to get it like the weekend it came out. I actually didn't even buy it until like earlier this week. I was borrowing yours yeah, for like a few good days. Because I flew out on that Friday that it came out, yeah. but I, I played it for like four hours uh, before my flight mm-hmm. and then craved it the yeah. entire weekend. And then I legit just played it all weekend while you were gone. Yeah. yeah and yeah, then like so. I snuck it like away from you while you're at work. But then I got to a point where I was thinking about it like when I was at work and when I was going about my day and just thinking about building bridges and carrying cargo and, and being Norman Reedus in that world. It's addicting. This is know? exactly what Kojima wanted. It's Yeah. He wanted he wanted this to like strand into your brain, right? How's it feel to have Kojima living in your head rent free, Daniel? <laughs> well, he's got to live somewhere these days. I mean, Konami kicked him out. That's true. That is true. Well, he's just a globetrotter now. He's yeah. like jumping around like a goddamn influencer. Really? Hanging though. out with churches and taking pictures <laughs> with celebrities. This game has so many fun. I need to see the IMDB for this game. Because every like quest giver, you're like, weren't you in an somebody? episode of Law & Order? Yeah. What the? F- There's a guy that looks like Dexter Morgan's dad. Yeah, it is. It, it is. But he's not listed in the credits anywhere. Really? But it like it is him. It sounds like him. It's every and the, that's legit him. Fucking Edgar Wright's Edgar Wright's in, in it, it. Conan O'Brien's in it. Uh, Junji Ito's in the game, yeah, yeah. but they got like a fucking English voice actor to voice him, and he just sounds like a good old boy for some reason. So it's really dissonant. I on hear the brain. something similar happen with Guillermo del Toro, where they got his exactly. likeness, but it's not his voice. It's not his voice. Which is so fucking it's weird. It's not his voice. How could yeah. you not get him for yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So this, this game's crawling yeah. all over me, right? I've been enjoying this. Just got in the Star Wars pretty hard, so deprioritize mm-hmm. the Pokemon. So I had to rely on the internet to tell me what they thought of it, and apparently they're really upset about this lack of a of a de- dex a, a, a nation's dex it, it sounds like an insurance i think company. it's called a pokedex Kevin. oh oh yeah. gotcha 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 so they're very upset about this and apparently they're really letting it derail their experience with the game mm-hmm. but uh i i decided to actually do some real reporting out there i'm a man of the people mm-hmm. and so i wrote to my people on twitter sure. and asked them the important question yeah. of the game which is which pokemon do you think is the tastiest and i got some i got some great answers some visceral <sighs> answers by the way you're always right? dipping into this vortex of yours <laughs> what do you mean vor- i like that yeah it was good right that's pretty good well, kevin is it vor i want to eat the pokemon i don't want to be eaten by them it's is I, that vor? vor is the act of something bigger eating something smaller so it could be something eating you it could be you eating something it is just the act of <laughs> consumption okay and you've had this fascination with vor for the last since we've moved out here <laughs> i think something <laughs> happens to you across time zones where you're just like <laughs> i want to consume all of america with my mouth well actually i i've had a more specific dream daniel sure 
I've wanted to eat a Pokemon for a long yeah. time in my life. <laughs> and I wish the game, the game's lore, like, really went into Pokemon cuisine. Mm-hmm. They always talk about, like, oh, what you feed your Pokemon. I don't, I don't give a shit. How do you skin and cook these fuckers <laughs> and make them in a tasty spread? Yeah. That's what I want to know. I don't think it's weird. I think some of them might taste like candy. Where's that mini game? Like, you know how in Monster Hunter World you can watch the cats, like, cook and there's a big party? Like, I want to see Pokemon <laughs> just, like, chanting and jumping as they're cooking their friends. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a great game. Okay. Also, a Monster Hunter game based off of uh, Pokemon. That would be dope, too. Oh, Pokemon look, Hunter World. Look at that. There we go. Yeah. So, p- people have answered... Uh, actually, what came up the most was Slowpoke. Why? Because it's Tails a special item that you can get in Gen 2, apparently. And in the Japanese version, it's just referred to as Delicious Tail. But okay. if you take the tail of a Slowpoke, it can grow it back. So you don't feel bad about, you know, mm. eating this Pokemon. Maybe he's fine with it. Maybe he's like, hey, eat my tail. If I, They don't talk, they right? Don't, they just say their name. Slowpoke. He's, he's waving his tail all sexy, right? In front of a fucking well, uh, uh, pot and pans. Well, then yeah. it becomes like a renewable food source. Like you can eat forever. Right. Teach a man to slowpoke. He'll eat for the rest of his life. Oh, dude. What do you think he tastes like, though? Uh, I don't know. Gamey is always like my go-to. Why is for, like... yeah? Gamey's the go-to for all of these Pokemon because <laughs> yeah. they're all scrapping each other all yeah, the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, somebody said Yamper. I'm not sure what that I is. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I can imagine it looks like a like a pug. Uh, Villainite came up a lot. Not a villain or no vanilla. Vanillite. Yeah, Vanillite. A, yeah. When you asked me like, hey, <laughs> what Pokemon would you like to eat? And I was yeah. like, isn't there one that's just like an ice cream cone? And there is. And look that. at it. And then there's one that's two ice cream oh, cones. Oh, it's like a little ice cream sundae. We read about for, him for a, you and me. We read about him a little bit, uh-huh. and um, apparently, I don't know if his like ice cream topping on top is actually ice cream. I think it's just something his body produces, mm-hmm. and like a weird secretion. I can't imagine it tastes sweet. That's my first. Thought. Yeah, my secretions don't taste sweet. No, none of mine. <laughs> none of mine taste sweet unless <laughs> unless something terrible is happening. <laughs> <laughs> I drink too much fucking Pepsi Blue, <laughs> and everything coming out of me is sweet and smelly. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> uh, somebody, yeah, somebody else mentioned uh, Slowpoke. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, no, that that's about it. I, I wonder if it I tastes like Twitter. Gator or something like that. Oh my god. What what is it? Totodile? Is that like a crocodile type? Uh, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gator's pretty good. We come from Florida. Yeah. We're good old boys, so we're we're not a, we're not shy when it comes to eating Gator. I would eat a ditto. Really? Yeah. Now, a ditto but, could taste like anything because it could become anything. But I, don't I think, think that's in its true. default states, it would taste like Laffy Taffy. I don't think that's true, though. What? I think it, <laughs> I, th- I think its exterior can become anything, yeah. but in the inside, it's still, gonna it's taste still the same. whatever horrible, okay. stretchy flesh. <laughs> it's always going to taste like black licorice or something awful. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Huh. It's going to be disgusting. And he's like rolling over. St- How much of that stuff is getting stuck in him? Like silly putty. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or right? bad Play-Doh or something. So you're just eating ground. <laughs> you're eating ground Fair. in the face. Listen, a guy could dream that a ditto would taste like all these different things, but. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I these are the things I wonder about, right? Mm. I don't want to say like, you know, I'm, I'm not inhuman right no, no not at all i'm not gonna eat something like pikachu which is like super emotive yeah. of a pokemon i'm not gonna eat a fucking uh rock pokemon like an onyx what am i stupid <laughs> what am i a dumbass what am i a dumbass i am curious what's on the inside of them i don't think there's anything like it's like a soft meat isn't it just living rock <laughs> yeah that is living sentient rock like there's no flesh about it no. right no i need some flesh <laughs> 
Well, all that to say that Pokemon Sword and Shield has come out, and everybody's loving it, and we probably won't get it anytime soon, because no. we're juggling these AAA masterpieces. No, maybe, maybe next weekend. I don't know. I don't know. I'm having Maybe next weekend? Maybe. What's happening next weekend? I imagine you're still going to be playing both Death Stranding and Jedi Fallen Order. And through the week. Yeah. Cleaning up trophies and doing this and that. I'm going to be This dude, trophies, like, too. I was afraid you were going to beat Jedi Fallen Order, like, last <laughs> night from how hard you were pounding so it. So what? I played, like, a good 12 hours of it. You're pounding that game like fucking Norman Reedus pounds monster energy drinks. He's like, give me another one. Give me another one. It's like, calm down, bro. Leave some game for the rest of us. <laughs> what did you say? You say I play video games like it's the fucking law. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you do. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Listen, dude, I ain't got a soul life and i love video games and i love eating pop tarts in my bed he does this is kevin hi and i'm daniel but what are we we are the save room now if you didn't know what the save room is it is the only gaming podcast offering the full national decks but you have to actually make it through one of our shows which Mm -hmm. to date no one has fucking done nobody's ever done it (laughs) never they're doing like that what two times speed where they just kind of fast scrub it Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like YouTubers do? Yeah, exactly. You have, well, they don't want to hear us as they speed through <laughs> us. They just want to get through us. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. You can find us on SoundCloud.com slash The Save Room Show. Still, as you found us for three years. Indeed. Or Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and that's fucking it. Fuck you, CastBox. Yeah, it sounds about right. It's good stuff. Yeah. And Daniel, if they wanted to see you stream, where could they find you? They could find me projecting like a hologram into the UCA over at twitch.tv slash Dungeons and Daniels. I was like, this could refer to either game. That was a while. Yeah, because both games be have holograms. Order. There's, there's a huge reliance on, on holograms like it's fucking Coachella trying to bring back a dead celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> Is Tupac in Death Stranding? Who knows? Find out in chapter 10. <laughs> he might be. He yeah. might be. Yeah. Oh, okay. So cool. What's, what's the last thing you streamed, my friend? The last thing I streamed was actually Death Stranding. Fuck. Um, yeah. I'm not going to talk about that here because we're going to save that for the back end of the episode. Sorry, I asked. What else did I play that day? You played Outer Wilds. I played you? Outer Wilds, yeah. So it was, world, world, world. Sorry. Fuck. Yeah, it. it was last weekend when you guys were in California. I played uh, two hours of Outer Worlds and then I played like four hours of Death Stranding from the start, basically, and in, into chapter two or whatever. And uh, yeah, that was a pretty good stream. I had a good time. It was my chill Saturday stream, as I've been known for. Um, your chill saturday stream oh wait you had a saturday stream yeah so did i did i just take all of those away from you now i don't usually stream on saturdays because like we'll hang out or we'll do our thing it's because you were gone and i didn't stream well i did stream that tuesday i streamed oxen free that tuesday so yeah i imagine when i'm gone you're much like clementine just kind of like walking back and forth and howling into the rooms. not really i'm productive i do things no i live my life no i don't howl let me let me keep my (laughs) i want to think that you're just at the you know, you're, you're curled up at the edge of my bed and mm-hmm. just waiting for me. Because, you know, I have a, I left a jacket there that smells like me. Mm-hmm. You're just staring at me. Yeah, I didn't curl up onto <laughs> it like she does. So it's, it's nothing like that. But, you know, I did I did want for you while you were gone. I was like, Kevin. Nice, nice. I was like, I guess I'll play these video games instead. Um, to, all you have to do is make some chicken fingers and crack <laughs> open an IPA. And it's like, I've just never gone. I'll do like a chicken finger pentagram on the ground. It's like a summoning circle. <laughs> and you just come out fucking like an explosion of sriracha. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm crispy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, (laughs) but yeah so i played some more outer worlds that day this is off the rails and that was fun i had to actually put it down for death stranding um i got to a a kind of stopping point in like a new area stellar bay 
I'm still having a lot of fun in that game. It's it's still really cool. Um, I'm enjoying having new companions and doing fun things with them. Pavardi is still the best girl. Of course. And I've, I'm loving the way she's written and the way Ashley Birch delivers her lines even still. Her companion quest is really gripping, like her quest to find love and purpose. Yeah, I read that the writer for the character mm-hmm. actually pulled from their own life. Hmm. Uh, their experiences uh, identifying as asexual. Yeah. Uh, super interesting. Actually, mm-hmm. Patrick Klebeck did an article on that, so oh, cool. go give him a click. I'm yeah. not sure if it's Waypoint or Vice these days. It's confusing. I think it's Waypoint. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But that game's still good. I, it's a bummer that I had to put it down, but like I do know I'll come back to it and finish it up before the end of the year, because mm-hmm. it's something that still has my attention in a time where fallout games aren't even a thing anymore like this has to fill that void <laughs> fallout yeah. games don't exist yeah. what about 76 shut the, shut the fuck, fuck up, up. Yeah, yeah. this is episode 76 dude we're gonna start charging for a premium <laughs> save room first membership fuck all right guys it's gonna be 9.99 a month we'll give you a private server where you don't have to listen to us <laughs> or at least charge for fucking uh patreon tiers at this point yeah man you'll yeah. get our tiers all right yeah <laughs> My previous stream, though, I played Oxenfree. Um, I guess I could talk about that real quick. Yeah, real quick. I've been uh, I've been trying to get you to play this game for a very long time because mm-hmm. I really like it. Yeah. How'd you think? I enjoyed it. At first, I was kind of, like, unsure how I was going to like it because it was a lot of, like, yammering, a lot of dialogue and stuff <laughs> happening. It, it Like, it was a lot. And I'm like, okay, like, I'm supposed to make conversational choices in the moment. And I was like, what's actually happening? Who are these characters? Why do I care? But, like, the reason to care, like, unravels very quickly. It's neat. You're like a Hollywood executive yeah. where you're, like, five minutes in the game. He's like, why do I care? Why, <laughs> why, what's the emotion I'm feeling here, like, huh? What am I supposed to feel? And I'm like, why am I on this boat? Who are these people? And it's like this... It's a cool story. It's a very intimate story about, like, this group of friends, this girl named Alex and her new, like, half-brother. They basically go to, like, this remote island for, like, a camping trip, and uh, a lot of it is, like, personal history between them, and it's, like, the way they flesh it out between dialogue and, like, flashbacks is kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, there's this greater mystery and supernatural element on the island. Like, I guess there was a, what, a crashed, like, naval ship or something, and, like, fucking 80-something people died. And there is like a strong supernatural ghost pull and like all this like unresolved like conflict and which was the big hook for me in yeah. that game. You know, I, and I feel like that was kind of similar for you too, right? That's, yeah. That's when the game got way better. Like, I don't think the initial dialogue really, really hooked me until, like, they started, mm-hmm. like, bringing in this other stuff where it's like you go into the cave and then, like, you do this weird, like, ritual and then you start, like, communicating with, like, forces beyond it, like, another realm. And the way they interplay that with, like, the rest of the game is, like, really fucking cool. Like, you'll have, like, situations where you'll go through an area and you'll hit loops and you'll replay the same part over and over and the character will notice, like, hey, I've already done this. Like, what's going on? This is all a side-scrolling yeah. narrative adventure, which is, like, the coolest part of it. I yeah. really like the art style. It, it plays out, like, um... Like you said, side-scrolling adventure game, but the dialogue choices kind of harken back to like Telltale games. Yeah. The, the gameplay is really interesting. Um, I was surprised to find that there are collectibles that flesh out like what happened to the crew and some of that stuff too. Um, but no, it, it was a really neat and, and special game. I I really enjoyed it. By the end, I like the the mechanic of using the radio and kind of getting to like hear little supernatural hotspots of like paranormal activity. And I'm like, this is really cool like it it was way creepier than i thought it was gonna be like everybody's like oh it's a horror game and i'm like how is it a horror game and then it quickly becomes that like it's it's really cool pick it up night school studio awesome game very cool yeah i'm Uh, i'm very excited for after party as well but i need to figure out a time to actually play it which is available on game pass the thing the best deal in gaming that we're not (laughs) using yeah yeah Sony needs to get on that. I imagine, like, moving into next-gen, they're going to have to overhaul that whole thing. Oh, for sure. PS Now has to evolve so much. And so far, they've done it by kind of, like, hacking the price in half, or what? PS Now is now 50 bucks a year. 
Yeah, but... Uh, but until I, you have mm-hmm. games launching day and date, like Xbox does with Game Pass, like, mm-hmm. imagine if Death Stranding, like, launched on PS Now, like... Day and date? Day and date. That'd be fucking crazy. But they won't do it. No, 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 no. Actually, they had a statement about that <laughs> saying that our exclusives are too valuable to give away for free day one. Wow. I mean, when you measure a lot of your success as a company in manufacturing in terms of software, in terms of physical sales or digital sales, like, you kind of need that metric. Yeah, I mean... Like, they're not measuring in terms of subscription sales. We're talking about system sellers, and that's the way that they view it, yeah. right? But I, I wonder, are they are they too afraid to, like, do those projections and be like, what if we did do something like mm-hmm. what Xbox is doing? But it comes down to they don't need to. Mm-hmm. They don't need to. Let's no. just get into the discussion. Here. I mean, it's it's working for them in the way that it is. It's just a bummer because like they have such a cool library at their expense and they're mm-hmm. not using it the way Xbox is. But. but but I'm sure the way that they're thinking about it is we didn't lose this console de- generation. Mm-hmm. We didn't do that. So why do we need to acquiesce yeah. that way? I think it's cool that Xbox is doing it. And like Phil Spencer even said something about like, don't worry about our bottom line. Don't worry about like what we're losing, what we're gaining doing this. Worry about you as a consumer, what you mm. like and go where the good games are. And I'm just like, damn, Phil. Yeah. He's willing to jump onto a console shaped cross and just really just give his whole body. He's to the, the martyr for Microsoft. People he's, love him for it. Yeah, he's Microsoft martyr for sure. Well, Kevin, Hi. that's enough about me. Oh. Where can they find you playing video games and waxing philosophically about the industry? Well, you can find me at <laughs> twitch.tv slash the red herb. Still? Oh, still indeed. Mm. And guys, made a change. He did. So used to do the weekday streams, tried to do the Monday, tried to do the Wednesday, tried to do the Friday. Guess what? That's really fucking hard to keep up with yeah, when I don't you have a full-time you, job. I don't know how you did that for a year. It was exhausting. And then um, uh, an unnecessary and unneeded byproduct was that sometimes I would be Evidently, streaming, stressed, stressed streaming, mm-hmm. um, or just like couldn't focus on the games and what that is. That, that, that's always fun. I, I want to put like my best foot forward and continue giving like, you know, somewhat quality content. I don't know what quality comes from Kevin, but, mm-hmm. you know, people seem to dig on it. So I was like, you know what, let me make this change. So I've switched the stream schedule to week weekends. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be uh, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. every Saturday and Sunday. All right, that's 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's PST, Pacific Standard Time, Best Coast, West Coast, but Mm. East Coast is the Beast Coast. Yeah, you started that this weekend, and how did it go for you? Pretty good. Yeah. Do you like the the longer blocks? Do you feel like a little more energetic in them? Uh, I think it's cooler. I think it allows me to kind of like take my time with the game not feel not feel rushed one way or another mm-hmm. um and sometimes the, the time goes by like really quickly playing death stranding today and i was building roads and i turn around and i'm just like oh we've been streaming for three hours guys i that, didn't even realize that it. happens to me every tuesday yeah. when i stream where i'm like okay i'm gonna start at like noon and the next thing i know it's like 5 30 and i'm like where right. did my day go well this was cool yeah and, and, a, and a big thing is like i want to give two things one which is a very consistent time because I was like playing around with 8.30 p.m., 8.30 p.m., and then some days get dropped, I can very easily keep up weekend streams and guarantee I yeah. will be there at those times, right? Because you have every Friday or every Saturday and Sunday <laughs> off, so it's like it looks, easy to lock in. Works out, right? Yeah. And the, the second factor is I wanted to also include the East Coast audience, yes. which weren't able to really watch by 8.30 mm-hmm. p.m. because that's like what? That's like 11? Yeah, already? it's pretty late. Although you did have people, you're, you're fucking... 
redder believers you had your tyler mans and and dave true, like true, true, they, true. they would watch for as late as they could and they're like all right cool it's time to go to bed and like i respect their their dedication to to your streams because like you bring a good show but you know i do agree like after a while like our late night streams just became like let's get drunk and be rowdy and let's you know yeah. not really care about what we're doing let's just have a fun time yeah, and you know. what ends up happening is like you're not unwinding, you're not taking the time for yeah. yourself during the week. And I'm like, you know what? I always, uh, I always espouse that you need to prioritize your own health and well-being, whether mm. that's physically or mentally. I pointed at two different wrong things. You but did. Thank God, it's an audio podcast. Yeah, I wasn't gonna check you on it. <laughs> pointed <laughs> it at fine. my my head physically, <laughs> and then my heart for mentally. <laughs> this is where I think. It's true. But uh, I, I decided to actually uh, suck it up and take my own advice. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be cooler, which means you guys get longer streams and you know where I'm going to be at what times. And mm-hmm. you have more opportunity to jump in, right? I might be done by like 10 p.m. or 11 mm-hmm. p.m. on a week uh, weeknight versus on a weekend. I was like, hey, we, let's go for another hour. Let's mm-hmm. fucking hang out with our cocks out and play some video games and order some uh, DoorDash. Yeah, you get that, <laughs> that luxury with the early streams. So like, we can extend it. Whereas like, yeah. if you're streaming like at 8.30 at night, you're not going to keep playing until like midnight or 1 a.m. Like, it just doesn't work like no, that no, no, unless no. like you don't have the next day like you don't have any obligations the next day then you could be True. like cool i could stream all night and it's fine yeah it's gonna be good shit yeah. so cool. i i think it'd be cool guys check that out again that's twitch.tv slash the red herb that's all i'll say on the streaming front man that's all because we're gonna save the rest of it for the end we gotta save the rest we- of it. we'll talk about what games we're playing and all that but you know what we gotta jump into this news i know you guys have been hungry for it. you've been waiting for mm-hmm. it you've wanted it only from one i'm source. chomping at the bit let's go oh, yeah, there you go, uh, there you go. That news. i'm hungry and now for actually some quick hits mm-hmm. <laughs> now this one's near and dear to me apparently a steam placeholder achievement that's been found for resident evil 2 could mean dlc is on the way my friend so people mm. caught this very quick they're like hey wh- what the fuck is this i would notice too right yeah away. i'd yeah. be like yo i've gotten every trophy in re2 what is a new one mm. so there's a lot of speculation there's also apparently on the back end there's some sort of um code update that they're seeing so it could indicate that we're getting more content or at least something that is apparently deserving of an achievement i don't know what that could be honestly mm. i don't i don't know if it's gonna be story stuff or more of uh what was it the ghost stories that they told ghost survivors ghost survivors yeah. that's what it was and yeah. that was cool those are like little free you know morsels of content where i thought it was actually going to be more substantial than it was but it was still cool to like have these scenarios where you play through as different characters yeah i liked it it served me pretty well but at the end i was like i could do with like a bigger story bit yeah i ended up playing those for like a week yeah and then i was done here's what i want tell me mercenaries that'd be cool give us fucking mercenaries or at least whatever re2's version of mercenaries if mm-hmm. you remember the original dualshock version of the game had the battle mode which lets you play as different characters shooting up in this kind of proto mercenaries game okay uh yeah bring that i think um what was the one with the sheriff that you're stuck fighting like a hundred zombies in a gas station Oh, No Way Out? No Way Out. Yeah. Was fucking cool. Give me entire levels of No Way Out. Yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. And, like, you know, do it with a friend and maybe have, like, light puzzle elements if you want. If not, like, I think just the the whole conceit of just, like, let's survive wave after wave is still fun enough. Yeah. Like, for No Way Out, like, it's set very tightly in that initial, like, convenience store, like, gas station store. Yeah, that's all it is. And it's so tight and confined and very tense, but, like, imagine, like, opening up into, like the rpd lobby or like the sewers or like the fucking umbrella lab that's what i'm talking about that shit would be yeah. money that's what i want i'll give you my money i don't even care if they came out and be like hey it's gonna be 15 bucks gamers you have all 15 capcom i mean Here you go i would play the shit out of it yeah i would play it too but i i don't think it's gonna be super substantial because mm. 
we're right on the cusp of a new Resident Evil game. Yeah, Project, Project Resistance. Resistance comes out when? Um, Next year next sometime. Year, yeah. I'm not sure. Early next year. Probably Q1, Q2. So... I, I don't know, and maybe it's just like some sort of um, backdoor advertising for that game coming out too. Eh, who knows? But moving on to the next thing, we get some shakeups over our uh, at our favorite institution of video gaming called uh, S- SIE. So so Sony. Have oh. you heard of them? I've heard of Sony. Oh, you heard of Sony? I brought that Sony good... pony. Oh, we switch accents. I don't know. <laughs> I'm really bad with the accents. But, yeah, me too. Me but too, I like to have fun. Now, Shuhei Yoshida has stepped down as president of Sony Interactive Entertainment's Worldwide Studios. Instead, Herman Holst, the co-founder of Guerrilla Games, is replacing him. Mm-hmm. Actually, Jim Ryan came out and said, all Europeans should be very happy Herman Holst is in charge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yoshida's new role is apparently, quote, a newly formed initiative that will focus on nurturing external independent creators and quote which sounds like indie games but the language is loose enough for it to mean us yeah yoshida support us could be us or maybe he's just gonna bankroll more of like kojima shit (laughs) (laughs) hey just keep on making these. keep making more keep on making these weird sean would have held you back and would have been like no 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 you can yeah. only make one of these, but Shuhei's like make them forever. Make them forever. So what, what do you what do you what do you think this means, man? Was it like, hey, Yoshida was like, hey, this has been fun, but bye? Or do you think this was a different a different power struggle behind the scenes? I feel like there's a lot of shit happening behind the scenes <clears throat> that we don't understand right now. There's a lot of people resigning, a lot of people quote retiring. Sean Layden mysteriously like retired via like Twitter. He got ghosted. Like he got ghosted pretty hard. And Where the fuck? This happened. Where is he? This seems a little more ceremonious, though, where it's like, okay, he's taking on like a yeah. new part of the company, and probably because he's like still remaining with the company, right? Yeah, exactly. And he's been with Sony what since the nineties? Like, like he years helped Shepard like yeah. Ape Escape and a bunch of old like JRPGs. So like he's had a prominence with Sony for a while. I don't know. It's cool to see them turn a spotlight back onto independent games because I feel like that got lost in the PS4 generation. It was a big thing in PS3 where like all these like independent games and mm-hmm. special titles would pop up on PSN. Like remember when Journey was just like a fucking PlayStation console? PlayStation game? Store yeah. was a special place, man, where you're getting shit like Tokyo Jungle yeah. coming out and Sony just fully backing and advertising it, right? That was a special And thing. I don't know if it's something like maybe they took a look at what was happening with like Nintendo and their Nindies and like, oh, there's a large volume of these games pumping out maybe we could do something similar why not shuhei you know yeah maybe maybe sure you think it's a demotion i don't think he would see it like that Mm. but also i don't know the guy you know Mm. how do you see it i see it as almost a bad thing to be honest because people who i don't know who said oh the europeans are going to be happy who'd you say jim ryan jim ryan jim ryan's a big man in charge now i feel like shuhei yoshida was like the great unifier between like you know the spheres in terms of japan and america you know he was fluent in both languages he can connect like you know that japanese mindset with the american he was stranding he was straight he was doing the stranding (laughs) he was building before kojima even thought about it he was uniting not just america he was uniting the world so i feel like he was such a good spokesperson and face for like sony and i feel like him stepping out of that role is going to be weird Mm -hmm. i don't know hopefully herman can shepherd in that same stuff that shuhei has been we'll see it's one of those things where it's like uh, i wouldn't be surprised to see shuhei move on in a couple years maybe Mm -hmm. even sooner than that maybe because this is like one of those like step down moments where it's like hey we want to shake some shit up but like we respect you so mm-hmm. will you take this demotion yeah he's like yeah sure because he's a humble dude like yeah. I'm, I'm sure he doesn't give a shit right? probably not at this point i feel like he's accomplished so much in his career that it's like ah, oh, whatever i just know that if like you did that to let's say uh, in the corporate sector in america if that mm-hmm. shit happened people would be like oh 
Yeah. Hmm. What's going on there? Yeah. This is a demotion. You get a smaller office. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. Now, we also have another big lost. Uh, Gio Corsi. Gio Corsi has been with uh, Sony for a very long time. I forgot about that. He was a man that ushered Yakuza games mm-hmm. to uh, the West. We live in the east. To the east. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no, wait, 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 wait. West summer. I was right. I yeah, was yeah. right. Sorry. I'm all turned around. I've been trying to unite America all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm confused. <laughs> uh, so, but he was actually on an episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily co-hosting and just talking about his experiences and shit. Mm. And he was just like, no, this is a choice that I made. It's not a weird power struggle thing. But okay. uh, he, he, he's had a few personal life things come down and then he uh, stepped off. So it's kind of sad to see... Uh, See the old guard that made like you know PlayStation Four such a successful generation mm-hmm. just kind of venture off into the sunset. Yeah, it, it bumps me out. We talked about it last time with like Sean Layden leaving, but it's like I feel like we owe so many of those awesome exclusives and like first party titles that you know PS Four was hailed for like in the last few years. I don't want to know that we're gonna like see less of them going forward. You know, I don't think Jim Ryan, Jim Ryan might have a different mindset with everything in terms of like you know maybe. Service games, Europe, Europe. Exactly, doing the same thing that like Microsoft's doing right now. But it's like mm-hmm. I do hope, no crossplay. I do hope they keep their little their their identity and brand integrity with like what we know and love from Sony. You know, yeah, that that is the hope, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of that goes down to our creators too. But there's something to be said about having people in the right positions to know when a creator like mm-hmm. Insomniac or what have you is special. Yeah. And to say like, you know what, well, come under our umbrella. And I think Shuhei, Gio Corsi, and even Sean Layden had those uh, abilities to kind of see this is going to be good. I mean, they made all that shit happen. Like, mm-hmm. you know... It wasn't Layden responsible for getting Insomniac under their wing as like a I believe Sony he had studio. a big part of that, but yeah, yeah it, you know, it sucks. <sighs> sucks, bro. I don't like it, and I'm a gamer, dude. I don't like change like this. We'll make a YouTube video about it. I will. With a lot of slowdown. Why? It'll get demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> now, Herman Holst. Yeah. Why Herman Holst? Like, I don't even think he was... He made video on, games. He wasn't Daniel? even on Horizon Zero Dawn though. He's like notorious for like the Killzone, Killzone. Fran- Killzone. franchise. So, like, I thought he had something to do with that. I don't know for sure. Yeah, he actually. might have been in a room. <laughs> to be honest, this is the first time I've ever heard this man's yeah, yeah. name. Right? It's a very Herman Holst. Mm-hmm. Herman Holst. That's a. That's like a novelist. Yeah. Heard the great writer <laughs> Herman Holst, Holst, who ushered in a new era of gaming. Have you heard his new cyber thriller, Killzone? <laughs> <laughs> Tom Clancy's Killzone. Tom Clancy. Herman Holst's Killzone. I don't yeah, know. We'll, yeah. we'll see. Mm-hmm. I hope shit's good. PS5. I'll still buy it. Yeah, I'm going to buy that shit regardless of <laughs> exactly. whose name is attached to it. You, you, you got me. I mean, honestly, when I bought my PS4, I didn't know Sean Layden. I didn't know Shuhei Yoshida. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, what, 2015 that I got my PS4? I didn't know names like that like I do now. So it didn't matter to me. You know. I mean, and and to be completely fair, we may know less of these people even as the uh, positions get filled because as companies like Sony start going to that Nintendo Direct style format where it's less about the personality and more about the sizzle reel, yeah. we might not know some of these people like we knew these rock stars, Shuhei it's and true. Layden and even back in the day, Jack Trenton coming out on stage yeah. and being like, hey guys, we've got the PSP and it's going to be the best thing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, yeah. if they're going to have like less of a physical prominence at like like showcases like e3 or having like psx like we're gonna have less faces to attach to names now it's it's weird it's a weird time to be listen man as we move away from physical media Uh we're gonna see more holograms like in death stranding that's who these people are gonna become (laughs) we're gonna just see a hologram of herman holst at the next fucking game awards hello europe (laughs) it's fucking jeff Keeley surrounded by holograms (laughs) oh 
let's get to that big gamer news. I've got four items on here, and they're all long, I'm sorry. <laughs> Number one on here. Sonic the Hedgehog got a game-accurate redesign for the upcoming movie, and for once, the gamers are happy. I've seen nothing but, like, universal praise and, like... I've, I've never seen gamers here. do that. Yeah, like, they're all unified, and they're like, this looks great. Props to the team, you know. This is the redesign that unites gamers like we rebuild America. The redesign looks great, too. I've been playing too much of this fucking yeah. game. I mean, hours that's that's all we're doing. Standing. Reporters, oh. and we're building bridges. My and head is poisoned. people together. They were right. The mules get addicted to the cargo running. I'm going to say I am, too. I know, like, I'm an hour early on an impression here, but I didn't think I was going to like Death Stranding that much. I like it Like, so I thought much. I was going to hate that game I and hate, hate play it. it, but I really love it. You got to focus, man. Yeah, go Sonic. fast. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go fast. Paramount's adaptation of Sonic the Hedgehog was delayed from a December 2019 release to February 2020. Why? Because the initial trailer for the movie depicted a blue aberration that looked like Stephen King's take on Sonic. It was horrible. It had fingies. Disgusting. With a mouthful of human teeth and horrible slender hands, Proto-Sonic had longtime fans raging online. I hated it. I know. So much so that the film's director, Jeff Fowler, promised to make things right by going back to the drawing board or more appropriately making the movie's visual effects artists go back to their drawing board <laughs> this week paramount debuted a new trailer featuring an overhauled cg sonic design and fans are pleased how accurate the design is to the character's sega genesis era appearance his eyes may still be parted but the angry forums have finally closed <laughs> In order to deliver a design fans would approve of, the filmmakers recruited one of Sonic's biggest fans to lend a hand. Tyson Hess began drawing Sonic as a fan, which led to a gig with Archie Comics to draw covers for their Sonic the Hedgehog series. In 2017, Sega contracted Hess to create the animated intro to Sonic Mania in addition to animated shorts. Hess revealed his hand in redesigning movie Sonic on Twitter, stating, quote, Honored to have been brought in to lead the design on the new movie Sonic. Working with Jeff and the modelers, riggers, textures, slash fur artists, and animators in LA, London, and Vancouver was a I'll never forget. Mm. End quote. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Even the former head of Team Sonic likes the redesign. In a tweet translated by Forbes, Yuji Naka wrote, quote, The design is much more Sonic-like now that he's wearing gloves. <laughs> However, the eyes still aren't joined together. I feel that is a bit strange. That's a true thing that he said. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to the movie's release. End quote. Naka also lamented the erasure of Proto-Sonic from the film's social media accounts. He wishes Paramount would release a special DVD version of the movie using the old design. As do we all. You know how, like, Rick and Morty or, like, Adventure Time, they do, like, weird, like, they look like bastard drawings of things. Yes. That's what Proto-Sonic looked like. That's Just what a he weird like. bastardization of the thing. That's why I loved him, man. Yeah. That's why I love that son bitch. I mean, I like New Sonic a lot more. He actually looks like yes, something I remember yes. from my childhood. He does look pretty cool. And it fits, like, the style of the movie. Surprisingly more, I don't know if they, like, retooled some of, like, the textures and, like, environments or, like, rewrote jokes. I don't know if they reshot anything yeah. to, like, because, like, there's a height differential going yeah. on with these Sonics, right? So mm -hmm. how do you get James Marsden's eyes looking at the right, like, area? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's movie magic magic mm -hmm. movie magic right but i wonder if you could spot the differences you'll still see somebody that's just like looking like way too yeah. <laughs> like way too above like jim carrey is like reacting to the wrong space or some shit mm -hmm. i don't know it looks like they did a great job yeah though. and it seems like they followed the lessons that uh detective pikachu had which mm -hmm. is hey 
there's a certain realism you can go for with this, mm-hmm. but it's still a fucking fantasy creature, so you can't go too hard on realism. Yeah, I think they're doing it in a way where it's like, okay, we're going to ground him in that more fantastical bent by, like, you know, bringing him back to, like, Green Hill Zone and being yeah. like, oh, he's from this other planet or whatever, and he can be more like Sonic there, but, like, in terms of being on Earth, like, it feels oddly realistic in that world. I don't know, like, how they made it look like that. There, there's just something about just hitting the art design yeah. exactly right where, where it like, feels natural like hey it's still like a cartoon character come to life yeah but there's the key it came to life this was what it would but look even like. seeing him like interact with the world like playing baseball with himself or like fucking right. doing like the fast like sonic motions or running down a road i'm like it actually fits in this world way better i don't than know the other did, one did. I, I gotta say i feel like all that shit was already there we mm. just didn't see a trailer for it i think that was already in the movie yeah, it's just the redesign doing mm. those actions to make it feel more sonic yeah. they even use the original music in the trailer oh, so good gangster's paradise yeah. right yeah so it's, it's kind of hit you in the fucking vibes mm-hmm. a little bit more so i think they've done a wonderful well, job it's amazing that they've fucking done it so quickly too that's yeah crazy. like six months like and that's nothing i mean i'm sure it took a lot of hard work a lot of people you know working overtime to do it but like, yeah. i don't think they even crunched to make it happen which is like even you know more noteworthy yeah i mean technology has advanced but i i imagine like some people probably put in some long oh yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah people probably put in a lot of effort to make that shit work but i wonder how much of the effort was like reusable here and mm-hmm. there where it's like well the film was shot with like a cg character in mind so yeah. i wonder how much like work was done for them already yeah i'm, I'm sure they salvaged what they could um but i don't know like I, like you said and like i said like the redesign is awesome. It actually feels more like a kid's movie now. And like, you know. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, it was always supposed to be a kid's movie, but now there isn't awful human teeth all over yeah. it. I still want that DVD, though. Mm. I still want Proto Sonic. That ugly, ugly boy. Rated R version of Sonic with fucking all those gnarly teeth. <laughs> Monstrous boy. Because <laughs> he looks like a creature that would go full-blown Akira at the end, becoming a bloated flesh monster, <laughs> essentially. And that's the end of Sonic. Uh, they have to kill They have to kill him. Not even going Super Sonic, just become a giant hedgehog flesh monster. <laughs> Do you think we're going to get any other characters, or is this going to be solely like a Sonic movie? Oh, I think it's going to be solely a Sonic movie. Maybe they'll do like a post credit where like Tails or somebody else shows up. There's uh, possibility too if like they're going to show him like back at Green Hill Zone that you might get other characters, but like yeah. it's not going to be like all of them. It, it might just be like Tails. You know who kills me though? There's always a potential where this movie fucking flops, mm-hmm. even still. And we get that teaser, that zinger at the end, and, and it, it never, never comes. comes to fruition. Yeah, yeah. Case in point power rangers mm-hmm. the rebooted film which i thought was pretty good i thought it was pretty good has a tease for the green ranger after the credits it does. that we're never gonna get because they're never gonna make a sequel to that film they already they're said gonna... we're rebooting it again that makes no sense why reboot the reboot yeah so for me it's like fucking go spider-verse with sonic give mm. me shadow give me biggs the cat give right. me all of them in one man well somebody <laughs> was saying like oh so we got like live action you know detective pikachu now we have live action sonic and like somebody's like they're actually building what is going to be known as the super smash brothers cinematic <gasps> universe oh my god and we're getting a metal gear solid movie yeah. so we're gonna have a live action snake <laughs> we just need to start slowly combining them everyone's here <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah dude it's going to take us some years to get to all 70 characters, but you just need to make one Fire Emblem in order to get 50% of the roster down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to number two, man. We're, we're, we're fucking sonicking our way out of mm-hmm. here, okay? Number two, XO19 brought a ton of Xbox announcements, none of which were related to Project Scarlet. 
(laughs) But they still had some cool stuff nonetheless. Instead, the focus was on Xbox Game Studios' upcoming projects, Xbox Game Pass, and xCloud's 2020 plans. Because we're the only gaming news source you can depend on, here's the highlights, my friends. Microsoft's streaming service xCloud is coming to Windows 10 PCs next year, along with 50 streamable titles. xCloud will also launch in additional markets, add Bluetooth controller support, including the DualShock 4. That's pretty kind awesome, of amazing. actually, yeah. And it's coming to Xbox Game Pass. What the fuck? I'm going to just say this right here. We're going to talk about Stadia next, but I think this sure, is going to sure. have a more successful launch than Stadia 100%. in terms of being like a streaming initiative, cloud-based gaming thing. 100%. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about yeah. it, but like the, the key to this is that they haven't been going around saying, here's like the launch version of this. They're saying this is still a beta, mm-hmm. and we're trying to include it to additional markets and we're trying to get you guys to test it and that that communication has mm-hmm. been open and clear the entire time stadia is trying to act like it's a fucking like oh yeah man it's a big event launch event and yeah. you're not even ready yeah you're not, you're not testing it in the same way and i mean xbox they've been in the, that market space for so long at this point i well it's so long but like longer than most people mm-hmm. and companies so like they have the edge they know what they're doing and they're like okay if we're gonna launch something like this you might as well test it a little bit test server loads, yeah like let's test what really people want. test this until like because like a um a minimal a minimal functional product is not going to be enough for them right? no they want something that goes like yo this is feature complete mm-hmm. enjoy it so uh, other cool things on here rare is working on a new ip called Everwild. there is no word if it's connected to the cw show everwood i i, <laughs> I, I, re- everwood I reached out to rare in order to figure this out <laughs> no treat williams is gonna show up in this game <laughs> i can only hope. fucking surgeon in the middle of this I can, game i can only hope isn't he doing lifetime movies now probably he was in miss congeniality and a bunch of other shit too oh, miss congeniality was a long time ago actually now that you think about it everwood was a long time ago so 2006 yeah <laughs> Uh, Microsoft also announced a slew of holiday and Black Friday sales, including a deal at Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, where you can get a three-month subscription for just one dollar. Holy fuck. Holy shit. They did this before, but three months for a dollar, dog? That's crazy. I might as well do it. Yeah. Right? Play Gears 5, play a bunch of other games that are going to be free on there? Fuck yeah, dude. Also... We're going to get into the studios, what they're doing, but uh, Ninja Theory's next game, Bleeding Edge, is releasing March 24th, 2020. Mm -hmm. It's a 4v4 online team brawler and the first project from the studio since Microsoft gobbled them up last year. Ninja Theory makes interesting moves with the sort of games they make. I'm going to talk to you about this when we get to the uh, Obsidian game. Yeah. Because I got some some opinions. I'm going to back pocket them, but I got some opinions. Ninja Theory's last game was what? Was it... um, Hellblade. Hellblade. Okay, uh, that's what I thought. Which was kind of like a double A... A du- double A story yeah. focus combat slash puzzle game, and then they did what Devil May Cry before then single player, both single player games. So in fact, they're known for single player mm. games, right? That's the interesting thing. Mm. But other cool games, Don't Nod's next narrative adventure, Tell Me Why, was revealed for Xbox One and PC. Set in a small Alaskan town, the story follows twins Tyler and Allison Ronan as they use their bond to work through memories of their shared childhood. According to the Xbox blog post for the game, quote, Tyler is also the first playable video game hero from a major studio and publisher who is also transgender, end quote. That's cool. Don't Nod worked closely with LG, uh, LBGTQ advocacy group GLAD to bring Tyler to life. Nick Adams, GLAD's director of transgender representation, said, quote, Tyler is a fully realized endearing character whose story is not reduced to simplistic trans tropes. Creating a playable lead trans character and taking such care to get it right raises the bar for future LGBTQ inclusion in gaming, end quote. 
Hmm. All three chapters of Tell Me Why will release on a clear and predictable schedule, according to Don't Nod, in the summer of 2020. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, and I like that. I like the representation bit. I think that makes sense. And I think, again, we need to diversify, uh, diversify our games, not just with supporting characters, but leading characters and everything. Mm-hmm. Normalize that shit is the only way. Save room, supports, trans rights. Awesome. Well, I think Don't Nod does a good job at, like, creating very diverse characters within their games like yes. between life is strange life is strange before the storm or is it after the storm i don't know life is strange storm, the storm. and then life is strange <laughs> uh two um with that that cast of like the hispanic brothers like they're just building very diverse characters with a lot of representation across a bunch of different communities mm-hmm. and that should it's important in the gaming space yeah like, for sure for people to be able to relate to you know minority groups or you know transgender characters because it it helps them relate maybe find their place a little bit and i think we all deserve characters that we can relate to and look up to like that mm-hmm. so this is cool props to don't nod i will say this bit though mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that they were excited for an episodic game. I've never heard mm. anybody say, oh, I like this because it's episodic. No. Mm-hmm. No, right? Like, mm-hmm. we've had this conversation where it's like, we'd rather wait for a game to be fully out. So I'm just, I'm still like, guys, what's wrong with just making one game? <laughs> like, I'm okay with the game feeling episodic, but uh-huh. it comes out full. Like, Until Dawn felt kind of episodic. And its approach, because it, I think it was actually divided into episodes. No, that's totally fine, right? But that, then, that whole release schedule thing yeah. is like, what are, you, what are you doing? Especially if you know it's all supposed to be coming out next summer. Mm-hmm. Why not just collect it Yeah, and sell it like that? Like I, I, well, I, don't, I, know, I don't get the business model anymore. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like a super sustainable one either. I get that they're funding as they go along with it, but I feel like you would almost just have more revenue and, and money to like work with if you just release it all at once. Yeah, but. I think in a post-Telltale world, we're mm. going to see that go to the wayside mm-hmm. a lot more. It's interesting Don't Nod still picking up that mantle, but mm-hmm. like you know, it's not possible for them to start making uh, full releases. They've done it before. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember me? <sighs> no one I, does. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember that game, but I think it's pushed out of the collective conscious at this point. Of course. Yeah. Well, moving along here. Also, Wasteland 3 is coming May 19, 2020. It's the third one. Cool. That's all I, I got for you. I don't know anything about Wasteland, nor do I care. <laughs> I know. Another big thing, a shit ton of Final Fantasies are coming to Xbox One and Xbox Game Pass. Final Fantasy 7, not, not the remake, not the remake. Final Fantasy 8, 9, 10, 10, 2, 12, and the whole trilogy of 13 games. I do mean 13 mm-hmm. and then 13, 2. Yeah, 13. And the Lightning, Lightning Return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got me. Mm-hmm. And 15. Yay, the boys. Well, way to catch up to Nintendo there. Yeah, they're coming to the console, <laughs> man. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, they, they outshine Nintendo with that 15. Yeah, that's yeah, true. 15 and 13, actually. Unless you unless you count Pocket Edition. Thank yeah, you very okay. much. Square Enix is even looking into bringing Final Fantasy 14 to the platform. Jesus Christ. Wow. There's more news tailored just for you Disney weebs. Kingdom Hearts 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix and Kingdom Hearts 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue are Xbox bound in 2020. If you had said this sentence to gamers in like the early 2000s, they would have fucking shat their skeletons. Exactly. Out. They're like, what do you mean coming to Xbox? What? Kingdom Hearts on Xbox? These, These fu- are PlayStation are games. Exclusive. Yeah, but like, no, no, no. Not anymore, man. Not it's anymore. interesting seeing Square Enix now make these moves and relationships with other companies outside yeah. of Sony. I think probably because they need to keep funding their projects that have been taking too long to develop forever. I'm sorry, Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm sorry, sorry, dude, Final sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. We got some more shit from the East, my friend. Yakuza 0, Yakuza Kiwami, and Yakuza Kiwami 2 are coming to Game, Packs mar- Game, Pack- Game Pass, marking the first time the series is on Xbox. Wow. That's a that's, big one. That's cool. 
That's a big one. You get to hang out Kuru and Majima. Majima. Yeah, it's gonna be good shit. I wonder if that has, if this is gonna be telling of like uh, Seven's launch, like if uh, Seven is gonna uh, launch on Xbox. Oh boy, that'd be interesting. Hmm. We got some, uh, we got some, some gaps in that library already, right? Yeah. But they've been re-releasing three, four, five mm-hmm. on uh, PlayStation. Be pretty easy to bring mm-hmm. them over to the Games Pass. I think so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Games Pass, man, it is the fucking it's the way to go. Deal of the century right there. Now, here's Obsidian's joint. So Obsidian's first game under Microsoft is a first-person co-op survival t- title called Grounded. Slated for 2020, Grounded has you playing as shrunken kids. Kind of like that one movie, I think it's Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Navigating the expansive wild that is someone's front yard. You fight giant ants, chop down blades of grass, and build fortifications to defend against the domestic wilds. Survival, multiplayer, mm. first person perspective. Wow, that sounds a lot like mm. Fallout 76. <laughs> All right, right. <laughs> like weird. I don't know. Actually, I'm going I'm going a different way here. It it is this how we're using a studio that's not only renowned for their RPG games, but has just released a critically acclaimed mm-hmm. Fallout successor, basically? And we're going to make, like, a fucking survival multiplayer game with them? And then Ninja Theory, known for their fucking, like, spellbinding first-person mm-hmm. narrative, or, I'm sorry, I mean to say single-player narrative story games. Single-player. Mm-hmm doing multiplayer like is this what it's like under microsoft's like roost? i think so though like if you brought them to sony i feel like they'd it'd be a very different like development arc for them they yeah. would be developing first party very narrative driven games <laughs> i i don't know what it is i mean I, I could be totally wrong you could talk to anybody at obsidian you could mm-hmm. talk to anybody in your theory and they say we've always wanted to make this type of game I always hear stories like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sure like, oh. I'm sure there's like a team of people like this is like they dreamt of it. Yeah. Since fucking like Pillars of Eternity or whatever. Yeah, like this is our <laughs> shit, man. We're tired of making these fucking lame ass RPGs. Yeah. We want to make a shooter, you know, stuff like that. Mm. It it could be that, but I I just also feel like Microsoft bought up these studios and we're expecting, hey, they're going to continue delivering on the experiences we know them best for. Mm-hmm. And then they turn around and like, "Oh, here's these multiplayer games." Okay. Cool, yeah. I guess. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like especially for Obsidian, maybe they're being a little underutilized in that front. Oh, I think so too. And maybe they hadn't been able to project what the success of Outer Worlds would have been. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe like they didn't have the sales numbers in, in hand before they started developing this project. Oh, for that. sure not. They already bought them before they, before that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was yeah. like over the summer or what? No, it was wasn't it last year? What that they struck up the deal? I think it was last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this has been like a year in the making. So yeah, they had no way of knowing how well uh, Outer Worlds is going to do. But like, I would like to see them be very much supported and funded as like a first party AAA studio. Because like Mm -hmm. we talk about with Outer Worlds, like it could have used a little more polish. It could have felt bigger. Like granted, it is a more real than RPG experience. And that's it's special in that way. But like, it does feel like a double a game and it's kind of janky in a lot of ways and like i don't know i feel like if they could have put a little more polish and time into it development assets and stuff like that like it could have been a a grander tighter game now they're working on something completely different yeah so like you tell me you have like this multiplayer game where he plays a bunch of kids fighting ants and i'm like that sounds like rares department yeah that doesn't sound like obsidian but you know it's a weird choice what do i know Mm. (laughs) but yeah that's so i think xbox is doing some cool things overall yeah i do too uh i i just still think it's weird how they're using their studios but it seems like pushing xbox game pass is like their fucking magic bullet Mm -hmm. this generation to kind of like pull them out of this spiral that they've had through this generation this could be a cool one too for them if they angle it like okay this is gonna be exclusive multiplayer co-op game for fucking games pass Mm mm-hmm 
that gets multiple people to subscribe to it and play it. And like, you know, it's a whole another way to kind of milk that subscription market for them. Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Yeah. Speaking of subscriptions and milking markets, number three so on here, Mr. To. Daniel, we have to. Google Stadia announces a weak launch lineup and feature delays galore. Now, Google's game streaming service Stadia releases on November 19th. So, time of recording or time of publishing. This yeah, it's, it's November 17th, so. It's fine. Just yeah. just keep bear with us, okay? Yeah. Now, besides 12 announced titles, there's not much else launching on its launch day. The Stadia team revealed during a Reddit AMA that a whole host of announced features won't be available on the 19th. Paul Tassie detailed these missing features in his Forbes article, Google Stadia sure is launching without a whole lot of features or games. Oh my god. Which is super succinct, right? You go to journalism school and it's like, I'm not going to bury the lead. Yeah, that is what everybody needs to know. (laughs) Now here's some highlights from his article for you. There is no achievement system yet. Though your achievements will be tracked on launch day, you won't receive any notifications for earning them. The system is coming sometime after launch. Mm -hmm. Also, game sharing for family accounts won't be a thing until sometime in 2020. That means everyone in your household needs to be needs to buy the same game if they want to use it on their account. Oh wow. Wow. Stream Connect, which will allow for local multiplayer using different conjoined Stadia streams, also won't make it to the service until 2020. Similarly, State Share and Crowdplay are 2020 bound as well. Yeah, so all these features that like were the whole cool things that they're talking about, like this is the future of streaming, but they really meant the future. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not now. <laughs> so Stadia will not work with existing Chromecast. It's actually only going to work with the Chromecast Ultra that's bundled with the Founders Edition. Oh, on that note, Google has stated that not all Founders will receive their Founders Edition on release day. Oh, that's bad. Okay, it's like Todd Howard bad. Um, what? <laughs> like how? <laughs> These people funded this venture. They are founders. How are you not going to make sure they have their consoles on launch day? I'm a little confused. Yeah. Okay. Tassie also wrote, quote, It's not like all consoles or gaming platforms don't add in features over time. But it certainly feels like if Google Stadia wanted to make a strong, serious first impression, it would launch in a more comprehensive fashion than what we're seeing here. Mm-hmm. End quote. Speaking of those launch lineup games, Daniel, can you give me that list of 12 real quick? Um, Yeah, we got Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Destiny 2, The Collection, GYLT, which I think is their... Like, Guilt. For, yeah, that's like their... Mm-hmm stadia exclusive that's coming out yes yes by that indie studio um just dance 2020 kine mortal Kombat 11 red dead redemption 2 samurai showdown all the tomb raider games so that's definitive edition <laughs> rise of the tomb raider and shadow of the tomb raider definitive edition and thumper a quarter of those games are tomb raider yeah well thumper yeah i remember Thumper. i didn't like thumper so a lot of people like Thumper. I don't like this it. is yep. a lineup of games that it are sure is already games. out uh-huh. <laughs> except for guilt Stadia has the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of a soft lineup because it's like you look at it and go like, there's a lot of old shit here. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's like 2018 mm-hmm. part two has <laughs> returned. Yeah, like the newest games on here are Mortal Kombat 11, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and... Not even. Assassin's Creed Odyssey came out in like 2018, right? Yeah. So... Well, yeah, that and MK, MK11 and then maybe like some of the Destiny 2 stuff because Shadowkeep came out this year. I think they lost a lot of their umph with uh, the pushback of Doom Eternal. Like that oh, would have been yeah. something really great for them to launch with. Yeah, but even so, I feel like uh, maybe it wouldn't have launched day and date. Now I don't want to be uh, what they like to call a pessimist, mm-hmm. but I was never excited for Stadia. I think the technology is cool. 
but I don't have a big need for it, right? Like, I have every console. Yeah. I, I'm used to console gaming. I like the ecosystem, and I like the idea of plugging in a game, and it's going to function at its highest capability mm-hmm. because I'm not relying on my internet to give me that game. Mm-hmm. That That's it. Maybe to download a game, but not certainly yeah. not to stream the core components of it. I think there's um, some cool advantages, especially with this integration thing, if it ever fucking comes out, yeah. um, with, with YouTube and the other features, because you can stream, but mm. I don't really need that right well, now. Well, State Share was the one where like you could literally upload like things that you're playing. Yes. And, like people can give you tips. Or, or people like... people can like play that exact point in the game okay. or something like that. Yeah, that, that sounded pretty cool. It's... Innovative. When it comes out, it sounds like it would be real cool. Yeah. It's not here. It's not here now. So my big question here is with so much like stripped down of all these features mm-hmm. and really soft launch lineup, why are they releasing like this? Why not just be a beta? Yeah, what's the rush? Like what happened here? Was it that the marketing got ahead of the actual work? <laughs> Maybe. I really think that's what happened yeah. here. It's like, oh, well, we had all these fucking plans ready to announce. We made a big splash at E3. We can't just say that... Mm. Oh, by the way, guys. (laughs) Yeah, oh, exactly. We're officially in the gaming sphere now. We have to make this move or the gamers are going to lynch us. And I'm like, yeah, you've truly become a gaming company. Releasing before it's ready. (laughs) Are you taking fucking notes from Bethesda? Like, what's going on here? Like, what is happening here, man? So I think that definitely takes a lot of oomph away from it and Mm -hmm. a lot of people that were excited for it. Probably a lot less excited I would feel so burned if I got the Founders Edition and I wasn't getting it when it launched. Yeah. Yeah, I would feel like, what the fuck? I kind of expected it today, right? And also, how many people own, like, Chromebooks and Chromecasts? Well, you apparently the Founders gives you the Chromecast Ultra. Okay. That's the whole okay. thing. But you can't do Chromecast otherwise. Sorry, mm-hmm. not Chromebook. It, it's Chromecast. Yeah, I, yeah. I rewrote it all wrong. <laughs> yeah. I was confused because I was like, I don't use these fucking features. I stream everything through my console. Like, mm-hmm. legit. Like, all of my streaming services are on my PlayStation because yeah. it's easier because that bitch is on almost 23 hours a day. <laughs> That's true. And the integration <laughs> for it's very clean. Yeah. So, like, I'm okay there. But I get it. People have this need where it's like, I want to be anywhere. I want to be in the bathroom in a hotel at a Holiday Inn playing fucking uh, one of the Tomb Raiders. I want to play fucking Mortal Kombat 11 in the bathroom on my cell phone. But I can't do local multiplayer with Chad across the way. Sorry, that's 2020 sometime. Just sometime. (sighs) This is not exciting. It's a lot of of stepping on rakes. It looks bad, right? It looks bad. Especially if, like, public reception is not good for it. It's going to have trouble coming back from it. And we have good reason to be afraid that Google, for people that are going to invest in this technology, Mm -hmm. that Google might just, like, you know, fucking closure it one day, Mm -hmm. right? Pull the rug from underneath it. They do that to, like, a bunch of their different products. So if this is not a sustainable thing within, like, a year, what happens? They just go, oh, okay, it was cool. Um... We'll keep the lights on for like maybe a couple few like more months, mm-hmm. but like what's gonna happen, right? What was the other one they had? Was it there was another like Google service like that that they ended up shuttering? What was it fucking called? Oh, they have a bunch of fucking services they ended up shuttering. I fucking forget. I, I forget too. But mm-hmm. Hangouts, Hangouts is gone. Oh yeah, goodbye Hangouts. Um, here's the thing: it's like Google has so much in terms of assets and pull. Like they really could have had like all the best developers and minds from all over the fucking like globe come together to make this happen in a very uniform fashion but it seems like it's shambling towards its release date and yeah like we always talk about like i don't think widely the infrastructure is there for everybody so if you're launching on very shoddy footing it's not going to be very consistent for everybody across the board in the first place Mm -hmm. so i i do worry i worry for all of it i worry that connectivity is going to be a problem i worry that people are going to be dissatisfied We'll see. We'll see what happens with it. 
Mm-hmm. Again, like, we're not buying in. I'm kind of just waiting on the sidelines to be like, okay, how is this going to go? I want to hear about it. Is this going to be one of those moments in gaming that comes and goes for a company like this? And one oh, of the... Watershed moments. One of the bigger titans picks it up and rolls with a better, like, you know, Sony or Microsoft or maybe Nintendo. No, not Nintendo. I'm kidding. Ah! <laughs> like, they would have to actually learn how to do... Oh, Doug. Uh, anything Online. multiplayer gaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah true, but, true. like, they're, they're still promising the idea of it. It's just, like, how do you execute it right? Mm-hmm. You know, for, for a company that has so much reach in terms of globalization and networking and you know internet capabilities like make this happen in the right way you know yeah yeah i'd agree i i look at this kind of thing and i look at like all the features that it's lacking and the fact that they didn't announce or actually didn't even like really officially announce just said it on a fucking reddit forum uh-huh. a week before launch oh by the way so there was one dude in there that was like hey i'm not even getting my founder's edition that i paid for mm-hmm. but uh if you don't get yours in release day i will personally deliver one to you <sighs> and i was just like is this above an above and beyond moment or really like are you guys just holding shit together with scotch tape on that division? Like, what's happening? Yeah, what's actually going on there? <laughs> What's going on here? Ooh, it makes me nervous. That doesn't make me feel good. So when I hear all of this shit <laughs> and I hear what it's lacking at launch, I say to myself, this is probably not going to be cool until like a year, year, it's gonna year take and a half later, like after launch, yeah. right? Like most consoles ready? sometimes take time to get good. Like, Fuck yeah. look at PS4, like with its initial launch lineup, it wasn't very impressive. It took like a year or two into its life cycle to really like gain Yeah, to build it up, yeah. And like have like a library of exclusives and games that were worth coming to, you know, that weren't cross-platform at that point. I would say Nintendo had the advantage with the Switch because that shit came out of the fucking gate like rolling and they yeah, had a Breath lot. of the Wild, dude. What do you what do you want? The most like one of the most anticipated yeah. fucking Zelda like of new all Mar- time. They like they had yeah, a they, new Mario and a new Zelda. They had the that shit you're salivating for. If PS4 yeah. had fucking knack. Like yeah, exactly. So this shit that has fucking Laura Croft, old Laura Crofts, three times over for some reason. Yeah, and that's all I we mean, got. They're, they're good games, granted, good but it's games. like they're games we've played before, and that's they're, the thing. Like, who for, hasn't played a Tomb Raider by this point, right? Like how like who's excited? Like which motherfucker? out there just going like i can't wait to really get access yeah. to this tomb raider <laughs> library <laughs> i hear it's definitive i get to play all the tombs i'm like that's cool i've waited this entire time for but, the trilogy <laughs> but for people like you and me who have xboxes yeah. and have playstations and have already played these games elsewhere the appeal isn't really there for us you know it's a very miss the mark moment because yeah. i'm like i wonder who the audience is and honestly you've boiled it down to people that tech are just nuts. interested in the tech yeah that's it not about your lineup not about anything else not about the messaging not about the convenience just about about like hey i think that sounds cool that's it i'm gonna be interested to pick dave's brain about it because he actually has the founder's edition and he's getting it when it comes out oh really um so i want to see his i want to hear his thoughts on it and can see we get him on air can yeah. we get him on air for fucking that? like call him be like yeah. hey dave we got you on the line this is a save room i'll tell you thoughts room. uh hmm. yeah yeah then that'd be neat oh yeah i agree but like this is none of this yeah. sounds good none know. of this sounds good all right we'll move, we'll move on we'll from move it on. we'll get some updates because like i want the post-launch story <laughs> for sure Oh my god. I want to know. I want to see the coverage. Alright, so this one took me by surprise. Number four, our last news item for the day. Is that Bioware and EA are reportedly overhauling Anthem for a big comeback? Whoa. Whoa. Get the jabs ready. Whoa, heat up them jabs. They've been in cold storage. They really have been, though. I haven't fucking turned this game on. I haven't turned on Anthem since February. Maybe March. That disc has not spun in quite some time. So, (laughs) Anthem didn't have a stellar launch, to say the least. Plagued by bugs, long load times, lackluster in-game content, and an overall incomplete feeling. Due to the fact that the bulk of the game was developed in over a year, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that 
is why Bioware's anthem was more like a swan song. Do you get it? Because anthem is yeah, like that's pretty good. Swan. Song. I mean, sidebar though, it was the swan fifth best selling game of 2019 at one point. Somehow, it's like it sold. It sold. Like I don't know, if, like who bought it. You know, EA we fans. bought it. I mean, yeah, like people we bought, bought it. it. I think people bought it. There with, was like, a lot of people like, like us, high anticipation, hoping this was going to be the thing that saved Bioware. And you know, I just buy games to fucking buy games. I got nothing else going in my life. So like, it's true. You're, that, that's you're my a game thing. junkie. Yeah, I just buy them. I'm just like, hey, yeah, fuck yeah, this sounds cool. What's this? Patapon? Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just buy it. I'm fuck it. But for people that are actually anticipating, I feel very bad for you. Mm. <laughs> so post-launch, Anthem's content plan was delayed and then delayed indefinitely in favor of addressing the game's myriad of problems and design flaws. With a decreasing player base and an increasing silence from the studio, many a YouTuber have proclaimed Anthem dead. But according to a new article by Kotaku's Jason Chasing the Story Schreier, EA is planning a major overhaul for the game. Internally referred to as Anthem 2.0 by some and Anthem Next by others, Jason says details are in flux and a timeline for the project is unclear. From Schreier's article, quote, They're still figuring out whether updates should be released all at once or over an extended period of time. Anthem could be overhauled through a series of updates, a la No Man's Sky, or it could get a game-changing expansion like Destiny's critically acclaimed Taken King. Most of Anthem's biggest systems, its mission structure, its loot, its world, will change drastically. But the developers have not yet figured out exactly what that will look like. End quote. BioWare is shoring up their teams in both Austin, Texas and Edmonton, Canada to quietly but steadily overhaul the game. EA declined to comment on Jason's story, but a person close to the project said, quote, We spent a few months just tearing it down and figuring out what needed to change fundamentally a lot. And we've been rebuilding for another few months since, end quote. Some of this rebuild includes redesigning loot drops, quests, difficulty, and the game's progression system. They're even thinking about breaking up the map into smaller, more stable chunks, as well as eliminating the need to return to Fort Tarsus after every mission. Meanwhile, Bioware is still focused on developing Dragon Age 4. Schreier slipped in a tiny aside, too, revealing that the Edmonton office has begun pre-production on a new Mass Effect under director 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 <laughs> Mike Gamble. Oof. It's kind of a surprise, right? Everything pointed to them kind of slowly abandoning uh-huh. Anthem, and we saw a lot of attrition with the studio too. Like creative leads would come in and be like, "We promise we'll get this game tip top," and then they're like, "All right, I've shored up my resume. Now I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm gone." Yeah, yeah. So it it didn't look good, right? I mean, I don't think any publisher or developer wants to abandon a game that they put so much time and resources into no like no. it might have looked like it but they had to have been thinking of something behind the scenes to make it sustainable how do we fix like how do we get people back to it um i'm sure it's a problem that would like obsess any developer where it's like how do we fix this how do we how my my name is on this i'm a part yeah. of this you know like what, how do we make this better for so people? what do you think is the best approach in terms of overhauling is it the update by update no man's sky approach or is it like taken king with destiny like i do feel like Ooh, they just need no. to nuke it and not start over exactly dude do exactly what final fantasy 14 yeah. did. final fantasy 14 infamous story and actually no clip has one of the best um video documentaries about mm. its transition but awful 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 fucking first release yeah and they shuttered the entire thing and relaunched it as a realm reborn which is and they basically, a very cool branding yeah they killed the entire world in yeah. order to make that happen 
do the same thing. Fucking kill Anthem mm. and fucking have it come back as something entirely mm. new all at once. I'd rather not see like incremental like, oh yeah, I guess it doesn't load as bad. Or well, maybe oh, yeah. like the thing no. that they were building up to, the Cataclysm, make this the Cataclysm. Make this the right. thing that just destroys the world. Have in-game lore explain it. Have it be that mm-hmm. cool integral thing and then move forward with it. The only issue mm-hmm. is like, do you burn people who have been sticking with it since February? People who are invested in like their loot or upgrades or drops or like the customizations they put into their like, you know, what are they called? Javelins? Javelins, yeah. yeah. The people the have invested jabs, dude. money and time in their, their javelins. It's like, will that burn them? I mean, it might a little bit. That's a good like, question. I'm sure they're asking themselves that yeah. question, too. Like, how do we honor the people who have spent the time with it, you know? That's very true. I would go with a raise the earth policy, but that's pretty much my personality on things. Yeah. Like, if something's bad, I'm just like, fucking start over. <laughs> start over. I know that's very difficult, especially since there's a foundation already there, but there's only a few elements that I would fucking yoink from the base game. Mm. And jump like jump it into like a different ecosystem, which is the javelins fucking work. The combat is pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Some of the enemies are cool, and some of the world design works. All right, take that, fucking shake it up, shake mm-hmm. and bake, and throw it into a different thing. Give me different missions, yeah. different loot. The whole progression system needs to be fucking just unmade and re- remade into something else. Make it a serviceable product that I want to get stuck in. Mm. That I th- that original vision of like people are going to want to come back yeah. over and over. Well, there was a cool idea there, but it's just it was so underbaked and rushed that they never yeah. got to fully realize it. Yeah, there, there's a lot of little <laughs> things like the whole instancing thing. If like you get too far away from your group, oh, it sucked. So if they do segmented worlds, you won't have to do that anymore because it's like, hey, the other players will never be too far away from you. Yeah. I think that's a big improvement already. And the whole Fort Tarsus thing, fuck that shit. Fuck yeah, that, that was always your space. biggest gripe that you always had to go back for every little thing. Yeah, like, fuck why Tarsus. can't I customize my javelin like on the, on the go, fly from the son. menu or like anything? Or even make it like a story beat thing where it's like, hey, there's like little way stations that you can like show up on, you know? Mm. Like Death Stranding style. I mean, so many games do that. Borderlands does that. Right. Fucking Death Stranding even now, which is crazy. So yeah, I, I think they need a big old like kind of here's a rebranding of what this is. Okay. Anthem next. What's the caveat? What's, what do you mean? What's like, so what do you think we're going to get hit with? Like, do you think there's going to be like... Price? I, yeah, I don't want to say like a Fallout 76 Fallout first situation, but like, do you think they're going to try and make up for the loss somewhere with yep. this relaunch? Like, yep. you know, here's a season pass or here's like skins or things you can like microtransactions or, you know, maybe we'll relaunch it at a premium. EA certainly not greenlighting this out of the goodness of their hearts. No, they're not. Yeah, that that's a very true statement. And uh, the article also mentions they're not even sure if they should like resell it as like a new game. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but they fucking piss off. But yeah, exactly. They huh. said like, but like existing Anthem players would like would get it for like a reduced price is one thing that they kicked uh-huh. around. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. No, nope. I don't think that's gonna work. You're gonna have to do this for free, but yeah. there's still there has to be some sort of element to recoup your cost in there. Relaunch the game for free, and then maybe have an expansion planned, like a paid expansion. That could work. You know, Destiny has done it. <sighs> yeah, maybe. Base game free, paid expansion. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I think people that already have the fucking game, it's like, what do you do for them? Yeah. Like us. What do you do for me? Like, you, I'm not. I just pay for the expansion. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it sucked. Give us $40. I mean, they're still going to give you, like, a base game that you can replay through. And, like, sure. A, a new reskin experience, but, like, so what's the post game? You know, what's the new thing? What's coming next? And, like, they have to recoup somehow, and it will probably you have to that. Ma- We're having the same discussions that they are. Yeah, exactly. Basically going, like, what well, do we make people pay? And I think my, <laughs> like, my instinct is, like, don't make anybody pay for this. No. But also don't, here's what you do. 
Here's what you I do. I mean, you don't do the Bethesda thing of let's charge people $100 a year for a subscription <laughs> for service. For a server. You don't do that. That <laughs> no, was no, no, a no. bad idea. I'm going to put on my business boy cap sure. here, and I'm going to help you out. Looks Here's good. what we're going to do. Fitted. Business boy comes in and says, <laughs> Anthem Next is free, mm-hmm. but it's not a gigantic overhaul. You fix the systems that you need to fix. Okay. You give us new areas. You give us an introduction to what the vision for Anthem is going forward but it's enough of a big change to onboard curious players and people that already have the game where it goes like oh well they change loot oh shit they change missions mm-hmm. oh shit there's new areas fucking cool oh i don't have to go to four times do all of these yeah. things and that's fucking free let people get in there but you say hey by the way we're gonna bring out some content some big content coming away big expansions on the way right make you play for that yeah, I, I would be okay with that. Yeah. And like you can go either way. If you want to pay for it, you can. If you don't, well, you got that new Anthem experience. Yeah, you exactly. You got the game. We, we gave you our make good for free. Mm-hmm. This other content's here to recoup that effort, mm-hmm. right? But they I think they shot themselves in the foot because they announced that all Anthem's DLC was going to be free. Yeah. So, oops. Well, there's a difference between DLC and, and a paid expansion. Yeah, that's true. That, well, I mean, <sighs> there is. Expansion is DLC, so it's like, oh, fuck, they already said it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they didn't expect the Anthem to fall flat on its fucking face mm-hmm. at launch. But who knows? That That's just my suggestion. Give, give something free to players as a make good. Yeah. And then keep the rest of the vision behind a door. Because if, don't try to do Anthem 2. Continue mm-hmm. to try to support this. Get people onboarded to your new vision. I think but I was it. most surprised to hear that there is a Mass Effect game in pre-production. Oh, really? Like, the, I wasn't expecting to hear that. Well, they said that Mass Effect was going to go on ice for a couple of years, and yeah. that's true, because if it's in pre-production, that means we're not going to see anything for, like, five years. Yeah, it's going to be a while. So it's going to be a while. Like, I, I know they're going to probably fix this and ride out Dragon Age 4 for a while. Maybe oh, they're going to ride that baby They're going to have to, because it's supposed oh. to... This is going to be the thing that saves them. Road hard, put away wet. Always yeah. Dragon Age here to save Bioware from their own magic. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, right? But, uh, yeah, I, I, I imagine... Of course, there's going to be another Mass Effect. It's too big of a name to, like, really shelve. Now, we've seen big names shelved by EA before. Yes, I know. You're going to say Dead Space. You're looking at me with Dead Space on your face. I wasn't going to say it here. You're gonna... <laughs> I was going to wait until we talk about Star Wars. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> but, yeah, no, you're right. But, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not surprised, but I hope it's... Uh... Oh, they they need to make some big big changes to what Mass Effect is structurally as mm-hmm. a game for it to be interesting as a new iteration. Mm-hmm. It, it can't be the same shit. Okay? That's fair. That's it. I would. I mean, what do you think you do differently with Mass Effect? I don't know. I'm not like, a fucking game designer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I, you don't do what Andromeda was. You mm-hmm. do it close. I do like the idea of being able to freely go from planet to planet, yeah. and there actually be like things there. But I was gonna say I would like a reason to go back to planets, not like this one and done like reason. Like, oh, I go to a yes. planet once and then I'm done with it. Yeah, I think they're. And I'm thinking about Death Stranding again, as mm-hmm. I always am, but there could be a system where you build reputation in the galaxy that would mm-hmm. make it worth it going back to planets and saying, hey, I'm dedicating resources or research or something mm-hmm. to grow a system and maybe connect the planets again. Yeah. It's kind of like a cool idea, That's right? That's a cool idea, yeah. Like, I, I like that idea. And the more like, reputation you have, the better missions you get or the more quests you get right. from certain people. Because, like, what? Our galaxy got fucked by the... Who is it? The Geth at this point? The the, the Death Eaters? What what was it? Uh, the Reapers? Reapers. Reapers. There we right. go. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. And we're in a new galaxy and maybe all the fucking colonies are spread throughout the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And you got to find them and unite them together to become a stronger force again. You're, you're building the alliance again. Mm-hmm. That could be the plot of that, Mass Effect. That could be cool. 
and there and to that component you have to continue dedicating resources and finding shit and and making sure like oh shit we have an alert your fucking base that you just saved is like on fire and you got to go and you got to blast up some geth or hmm. whatever the fuck you need to do i want that man that'd be neat yeah and there could be an element of shared world multiplayer it, it, it almost bit. like struck me as like a game of service like live sort, sort of game sort of i won't i won't want to go like too hard on those elements but yeah. enough to make it feel like hey i'm not the only one saving the galaxy anymore mm-hmm. and it serves me to help others yeah that's it Death Stranding's got me all about this fucking cooperation and shit, man. It's pretty wild. I want that in all my games. I don't know that I want it in all my games, but oh, I definitely, I definitely like games. where it is in Death Stranding. So. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay, so should we... We got, we're got we at an hour and 20 right now. Should we, <laughs> yeah, we are. Should we talk about what we've been playing? We should talk about what we've been playing, you, my friend. So do you want to talk about Luigi's Mansion at all since you like beat that in like the course of a weekend? Yes, I did. Give me like your 30-second review of it. It is a phenomenally charming, incredibly enjoyable game. I loved every minute of that fucking game. It's one of Nintendo's top choice uh, franchises and a top choice game in the Switch catalog. Okay. There you go. I love that game. It's the ghosties. It's the sucking up shit. It's the Gooigi. (laughs) There's this, um, I know people have criticized the whole like money is like your goal in the game uh-huh. you're fucking sucking up money and like doing puzzles to find more gold and gems mm-hmm. and shit and there isn't a great point to it it's just, just to, there you're collecting the collect but i'm just like i mean wasn't that always how it was in mario games though you're just exactly. collecting coins just to collect you're coins. collecting just to collect coins and i think there's an opportunity to like hey maybe your upgrades were tethered to the money system in some way and they don't do that what do you it, use it for then you do it to get items like finding lost gems or hidden booze Oh, okay. So it gives you like a little sonar or marks them on your map. And that's it. That's all. Weird. That's a weird thing to have an excess of, but not to do anything with. That's all they got. (laughs) So I don't don't get that, Mm -hmm. but it is still a wonderfully fun experience. We did a little co-op on that. Yeah, we played a little bit of it. I wasn't really feeling it, Ah. to be honest. Like, I didn't enjoy it nearly as much Ah, as as you did. Well, here's the thing. Like, the co-op experience felt so, like restrained like mm. okay like i play as guiji but you're segmented in another room while i'm basically doing like you know it could be like a minute of gameplay up to five minutes of gameplay of me just doing stuff and yeah you're by yourself standing there waiting yeah that shit was so, kind of like it, it got segmented and i feel like we weren't really playing together it's like somebody turned on the co-op feature yeah. but like forgot that like oh wait both players have to be doing something. now like as a single player component of having to switch between the two and it use left brain right brain and solve puzzles like it makes more sense um we were doing like the there's like like a, I don't even know what to call it, like an exhibition co-op mode where you're basically working your way through the mansion or the hotel rather, and you're just clearing out ghosts on separate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a that, that's up to eight players, and you got to like yeah. suck up ghosts and blah blah blah. Like we were having fun with that. We weren't meeting the goals because it was just the two of us. Too many ghosts, but, like, man. A lot of ghosts to find. Fucking place is covered in ectoplasm. It's crazy. I just I think I felt stupid with the controls. I was like, it didn't feel really intuitive. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I'm and- used to it because like it was kind of um. Because it does that fixed perspective thing that the old Resident Evil games did. Mm-hmm. And so the entire game is based around the fact that you're viewing it, like looking into a fucking uh, little dollhouse yeah. instead of like there behind the shoulder kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't think the fixed perspectives always play well with it. I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. I love that about that game. I don't know. Because it, it's not a Mario Odyssey experience. No, it's, it's different. It's like a, it's this boutique game that always had like a bigger, bigger than cult following, mm-hmm. I would say. 
but it, it's it's like a linchpin in their entire catalog. I love, I fucking love Luigi's Mansion. Well, I would have just loved to have seen them put as much shoulder into it as they would like a Mario game. Mm. Like it felt like it lacked something. It, it almost felt like just a fucking 3DS Switch game. Ah, oh, uh, sorry, a 3DS game ported to the Switch. Where I'm just like, it doesn't even look as good as it could. And maybe that yeah. was me just being a little critical of it. I think you're being super critical. <laughs> For somebody, super who, critical, I played it like boy. two. I played like an hour to two That's hours. That's my of man's it with you. Luigi. I know. Dude. I, would I know. take a fucking bullet in my goddamn beaten heart. He would die I would for the green. I would be fucking bleeding and I'll look up and the last thing I want to see is that fucking mustache and him going, oh, it's no. I, I didn't have a good Luigi. Yeah, that was a very good one at all. <laughs> oh, no. Mario. 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 Okay, well, hey, I'm glad you played it. I'm glad ah, you liked it. I, I, I do agree. It, it does seem like kind of a smaller game here and there, mm-hmm. but I think it's such a vibrant, interesting game because like, mm-hmm. you go through these floors of a hotel and each floor has its own theme. Mm-hmm. Which is so cool. Like, I'm, I'm out there yeah, that was special. in the sands. I'm fucking on a movie set in one part mm-hmm. where I'm making, like, a, a kaiju movie. Oh, that's cool. Fucking great. I like, I just, I love every part of that game. But, yeah, if you, if you can't get past the, the controls, mm-hmm. aim for you. Aim yeah. for you, buddy. It might have been different if I, like, had it in my hands and was just playing it at my own leisure, too. Like, it's always different, like, playing a game, like, at, like, a weird mm-hmm. slice. Like, okay, I'm going to sit down and play co-op with you. And I'm like, oh. You don't have time to learn it on your own terms. You know? Ah, that's true. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel's not gonna not gonna show it in front of people. He needs to he needs to grow in the bathroom, and then you know. I mean, I've done a lot of showing and, and growing, you know, for the stream. <laughs> I mean, a lot of games I played for the first time on stream, Oxenfree, the first four hours of Death Stranding I played. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what I'm fucking doing, yeah. you know, but I came into my own with it like off stream. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. like when I went back to it, I'm like, cool, here's the cool shit I know how to do. You I got I to get you off stream with uh, Luigi's Mansion. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Uh, Maybe that's where I'll learn to love the goo. It's a shame. You know? I, I can safely say that Luigi's Mansion 3 has crawled onto the top 10 uh, for 2019 for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, you've played a lot of games this year, so that's... played a lot of fucking games. i got to be is, decisive about a few games. This has been a world of gaming. Like, it is crazy to think that this year we got Resident Evil, like, Resident Evil 2 Remake, and, like, fucking Death Stranding, and, like, Days Gone, and Judgment. It's like, looking back on this year, it's like, that all happened? That's a big fucking like, year, Like, what an dude. interesting year of gaming. It Not, really is. Wouldn't call it the best year in gaming, but it's been very interesting. It's been a fucking fantastic year of gaming. I don't know. It's hard for me to stand 2019 up to 2018. 2018, like, fucking knocked it out of the park for me. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel I you. Can't, I can't argue with 2018. I can't argue 2018. We got Spider-Man. We got God of War. Sure. Didn't get RE2. We didn't get RE2, though. Didn't get That's RE2. Fair. And I didn't get to be the world's best delivery man. No. But we are now. We're the world's best porters. Talk to me about Death Stranding. So I need to talk about Death Stranding in, in, in two frames right here. One, I need, we need to explain what it is to people. Because, like, I don't think people get it. And this game is Paperboy 64. Paperboy 64. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) You deliver shit. What do you need to know? (laughs) So, Death Stranding, in essence, is a delivery sim. It's an open-world delivery sim, which I was not expecting at all. Sure is. And in that approach, it is somehow one of the most charming and interesting games I've played all year. Like, this is the most interesting game I played in 2019. Oh, hands down. Very unique, very interesting experience in terms of like a reapproach to open world games. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got the Kojima code on it in terms of like its cutscenes <laughs> and its characters and its convoluted naming conventions and all this shit. Like, there's literally a character named Hartman and then fucking Deadman and Die, fucking, die, and die Hardman. Hard Man. <laughs> and like, these are actual characters' names. The main character's name is Sam Porter Bridges. His yeah. mom's name is what? M- Miss America Stranding? Like, um, <laughs> like Am- Amelia America Strand? Yeah. So, is, there, is his sister? All the hallmarks of Kojima. It's 
scary. It's tense. It, there are, like, sneaking moments. Mm-hmm. So it's a very interesting, like, pot of a game. But I kind of love it. Like, it's it's weird to say that I love this game because five, ten months ago, I was like, it wasn't even really on my radar like that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting. Like, um, I'm not really into to Sims, but there's something really satisfying about, like, taking on a delivery stacking it on our back getting the right weight distribution and going out there and delivering it to like whoever needs it like one of the many holograms you know what the problem with (laughs) sims are in order to hit that simulation Mm -hmm. of like this is real life sometimes they forget to make it fun Mm -hmm. you know there's still like a degree of like you can still make it fun even if it's simulating and i think death stranding even with like it's a little walking and Uh foot placement and being mindful of going down hills with rocks versus like a nice even plane Mm -hmm. It's so fun. It's still like a cool, interesting loop. And then add on to that, hey, I got to make sure my cargo's intact. Mm -hmm. And there's other systems in play that could hurt my cargo, especially me falling like a fucking idiot down into a river. And it's like, you you have this loop that's like, this shouldn't be fun. I can't say that it's fun necessarily in that regard, but it's engaging. Like there's something about it where it's like, I have to get my cargo in top condition in the fastest time and make sure like, I I do this the best. It's like, there, there's something gripping about it, but I'm not always like having fun with it necessarily, but I do yeah. love it. Like I just like, I can't, I can't explain that duality of like not necessarily having fun, but enjoying it as like a, a new experience and like an art. Sure. I think like, it also certainly helps that you're getting rewarded literally yeah, for every like, delivery. For, like, get, you get likes, you get, you're ranking through a fucking Porter <laughs> ranking system. Like I'm a master handler right now. Some like, of it doesn't make sense. It's no. like a star tree and it's just like, okay, delivery time's always fucked for some reason. Yeah. And there's a, there's a, um, apparently a bucket for miscellaneous like yeah. what, what am i doing oh you, you winked at enough people mm-hmm. i liked enough structures what am i doing <laughs> yeah. that i'm filling this shit out where i'm like <laughs> level 30 on that shit i don't so get it it's it's wild it's just stats for stats <laughs> and i like that and i like that there's an integration of like s- there's a social component like the stranding of like getting to like other people's structures and all right. this. right so basic of the game you are you play as norman reedus who is sam porter bridges and you're basically trying to sam porter bridges yeah. you're rebuilding america after this event called like the death stranding and mm-hmm. it's a very like post-apocalyptic world you're bridging like different communities together using like this thing called a chiral network to basically bring it's the internet to, yeah it's basically the internet you're just bringing back al gore's <laughs> internet across yeah. across this great nation and right? you're bringing them into telecommunication with them bringing them resources to basically like uh fight off these things called bts which are like these what is it? What does it stand for? I what does it stand for? I want to say it. Beached things. The beached things. It's so stupid, but like... So, it, first of all, there's ghosts in America. Yeah. Um, for some reason, there's these floaty fucking ghost things that mean you harm and will want to lay their hands all over you. Oh, yeah. And it hurts and it makes you cry. Yeah. So and they, they leave these marks. are true things. People get near them and they start fucking, like, weeping. Well, it's a, it's considered a chiral allergy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Worse than that, everyone lives underground. Why? Because it acid rains. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not acid rain. It's time fall. It's fucking literally disintegrating the time from you. Yeah. It shows, like, a, a one water drop get on Sam's hair and it turns gray immediately. Like it, in that opening cutscene. Yeah. Like, that, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, a lot of cool visual cues just telling you this is what the world is. And mm. it fucking degrades everything. It degrades all of the structures that you build, mm. the bike that you eventually get. Mm. Your fucking cargo yeah. burns up in the rain. You have to get, like, a repair spray to kind of, like, bring yeah. back up the quality of your equipment. And so... You have to manage all of these systems, these very survival systems, and I think, like, that's definitely not my cup of tea. Not usually, no. Like, uh, weapon degradation and stuff, I hated Mm -hmm. in Breath of the Wild. 
stamina i hate, I hate having to worry about like that. all that shit but the thing about this game is that it gives you just enough to get by mm. where it's only ever kind of a light concern where it's like oh i need to take care of that mm. rather than it being like this dire you're fucked you're burning sam's on his back in the middle he's yeah. burning in time no it doesn't it doesn't go down that way no. exactly and I think even, like, the amount of damage you do to your cargo, sometimes it's, like, you seem like you're doing a lot. Like, oh, I just fell down a fucking mountain and I lost all my cargo. <laughs> I, I fucking fell down in a river and it's floating down a river. Or, oh, like, my God. That happened fall. to me today. But, like, even still, like, the damage doesn't seem... It's not nearly as much as it would seem. Yeah. So you still deliver and you're like, okay, it's below 30% damage. The, the game whatever. is balanced just enough where it's, yeah. like, you have to be mindful, but it isn't constantly fucking you. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I like about yeah. it. Like, it's like, oh, you know what? I can manage this and it's... It's kind of an event, these little things that happen, right? When you run into a BT field, mm-hmm. and I know you're annoyed by the seeing the same animation over and over again. Oh, yeah, that's one of my biggest gripes about the game. I know. The game has, two, oh, it repeats the same animations over and over. Mm-hmm. And some of them you can skip. There's a very few that you can't that are fucking irritating. Mm-hmm. But when you run into a field with BTs and the fucking camera, like, zooms in mm-hmm. and everything goes, and like... your sensor's going off. Your sensor's going, like, mm-hmm. scanning through. It's, like, it's cool because it goes from being, like, one of the most serene games I've mm-hmm. ever played of just delivering cargo it's, to one of the most anxiety-inducing. It's very, very fucking tense. Especially right. in the beginning hours where you don't have anything to defend yourself. Like, you literally have to just sneak and hold your breath and just right. be very precarious because about every move. Because that's you have to hold your breath from the BTs. You, yeah. Yeah, it's, there are so many interesting mechanics They're like play. Death Eaters that can like, yeah. smell your breath or something. Well, and you can see their, like... I guess they yeah. walk on their hands. You can see like handprints all around you if they get but too when you, close to when you. But when you actually see them, they're like floating in umbilical cord ghosts. So yeah. I'm just like, where is these hands coming from, dude? And then like the thing that manifests when you do get caught, like you get swarmed by like a bunch of like black like ink monsters. It looks like, and then you get it's pulled like an, down a river. Yeah, it's and like then an, it's an a ocean of tar. Yeah, basically that like it's like the symbiote fucking took over, and literally mm-hmm. the environment like breaks and yeah. shit, and you're jumping from platform become- to platform, and literally five minutes before that, you were just delivering a pizza. I'm not kidding. This is what this like fucking the, game is. The interplay of the two worlds and like the flooding of the, the we'll say like the metaphysical, metaphorical beach that's often referenced right. into the real world. It's like really cool the way like Kojima plays with it. So <laughs> y- you know what I've been seeing a lot. I've been seeing people say like you know I I get how this is in people's cu- uh, people cup of tea. Totally fair. Yeah. But also like I don't know if I can recommend this game. And oh, like, I can't. I like, can't. Fuck you. Like you could totally thing. recommend this game. I could recommend this game to people who play a lot of video games and have a deep passion for gaming i cannot I recommend this. like that i cannot recommend this to a casual gamer i cannot recommend this to like my uncle yeah maybe okay. people who like okay. sims you know like simulators because the level of management and stuff you have to do is like really cool and engaging but like i can't recommend it to everybody i really can't gotcha i didn't even think i could recommend it to myself because i don't <laughs> i'm not a big kojima fan like I, I you know i played metal gear 2 i played 4 and like it really wasn't my cup of it tea. sounds like a kojima game <laughs> but this game is something else it, it is else it is it's very different right don't yeah. don't walk in expecting metal gear it has a little bit of that dna in there but mm-hmm. this is a different beast but let me tell you exactly why i like this game sure i was because I, i've been thinking about it mm-hmm. right and i think it, it does the thing that i actually fucking hate when other games, especially open world games do, which mm-hmm. is, hey, the first, you got to get through like the first 15 hours to start enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I think that sucks. It think, always does. Yeah. I think if you're not enjoying a game within like the first two hours, it's not going to do anything at hour 30 mm-hmm. that's going to really knock your socks off or that was worth your time investment mm-hmm. by and large. But this game exactly does that, which is to say that you need to get through like 
seven eight hours of the game being one way yeah before it starts slowly opening itself up to new possibilities and that's what i actually love about it because it feels like you're really earning it it, mm-hmm. it, it shows hey here's what a bt encounter is going to be yeah. it's always going to be like a harrowing sneak by experience hey here's what a mule encounter is these other fucking uh, uh cargo men want yeah, to steal they're like your porters cargo. who are just trying to steal your shit this is how it's going to be and that's how you have to deal with it and you're mm-hmm. like oh god there's a lot to manage like i think chapter like the prologue in chapter one set it up in interesting ways where you get like here's gonna be like a very specific core your mission like where you fucking deliver your mom's body to like an incinerator or yeah. you, you have like a encounter First with hour like, in the game you have an encounter with a bt that turns into a cutscene. you're like okay this is kind of what the world is setting up mm-hmm. but then like chapter two and three like you can mainline the story beats or you can flesh out experience doing those the minutiae of it all doing the deliveries building the world building structures and that's where it like really gets cool like, and I wasn't expecting that at all. And it feels so earned. <laughs> yeah. You feel like, hey, man, I've done my time mm-hmm. as Amazon Prime's best delivery <laughs> man by foot. Yeah. I deserve robo legs. And God damn it, by episode three, you have fucking robotic you have robot legs. legs. And you can carry shit. And you're so fast. You can carry more shit. You're, mm-hmm. you're super fast. You're building shit. You're building generators to charge up your fucking bike that you built. <laughs> and your legs. You're building bridges across the highways the, even across rivers that were fucking you left and right just three hours and before like that's the crazy thing about the game how it builds on itself mm-hmm. where it's like traversal and delivery that's the name of the game that's the and name of the those game. opening hours you struggle with it you're like how do i put down a ladder how do i rappel down with this grappling hook and it gives you an appreciation <laughs> for what it was like to struggle yeah and this is why this game is one of my favorites this year yeah you look back <laughs> and say that used to be a problem now look at me now. Look, or, like I'm going across entire roads. Or even like I turn off the game for like a few hours and come back to it and like players have built a highway that I can now exactly. use a stolen vehicle or a motorcycle to traverse against. And I'm like, there's a real living world here that like is really special and unique. And you can contribute to other <laughs> yeah. people's oh, structures yeah. to make them better or rebuild them. You are all supporting each other in this grand network uh-huh. of ghosts and fucking tar monsters and pizza deliveries. And it's one of my favorite games that I've ever yeah. played, to be honest with you. It's it's bizarre. It's I charming. It's scary. It's <laughs> nonsensical it's, it's, it's got the goofiest story oh it is I so nonsensical die hard man is basically a zaddy i mm-hmm. think he's a zaddy yeah he constitutes a zaddy right and fucking uh <laughs> what's his name mads mckelson is it he's right i don't quite know his role yet but like you can tell that he like raised bb <laughs> the bb yeah let's You're... not forget about the baby that it's, that's attached to you at all times that connects you to the other world that lets you know about spirit spirit ghosts yeah. and shit coming to fucking put their hands all over you god forbid you fall and you stress baby out you gotta rock baby you, <laughs> you gotta, gotta soothe the baby you gotta make baby happy but you do that you'll get a like from baby you get a like from baby <laughs> it's so weird like to do something for the baby and then like it prompts on the screen i don't know dude i've become fond with that little shit I, yeah I, 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 i'm like you know i want to make sure he's okay whenever he's crying i'm like oh shit let me take it like i don't view it as a burden i'm just mm-hmm. like you know what man i got you i i went fucking face first into a river mm-hmm. i can I get how that would be upsetting yeah. <laughs> or like hey some ghost tried to drag us into an underworld and mm-hmm. uh we fought a giant tar whale yeah sorry let me rock you <laughs> it's great i like yeah. fucking like just laying down under a tree taking a nap with bb there is something that's bothering me a lot though sure monster Oh, the monster energy drink, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, the weird, like, overt ad placement. No, I don't have a problem with the ad placement in and of itself. Yes, it's a little jarring, but it raises too many questions. One, why is it the only fucking uh, beverage company that survived the apocalypse? (laughs) Why are we still. Is it just like a big, like, uh, uh, storage stash of Mm -hmm. monster? 
was that facility just yeah. didn't have a, an exploding body near it? Doesn't it doesn't expire either. It doesn't expire. Like, yeah. what happened? And then also... He's out here pounding monster and eating bugs. Exactly. He's <laughs> eating fucking floating weird caterpillar bugs. And then yeah. also, his canteen is filled with monster energy. <laughs> Why wouldn't you take water <laughs> with you? Why not water? That is not going to fucking hydrate you, mm. my dog, in the way that you need. What is going on, Sam Bridges? Sam Porter Bridges? <laughs> yeah, it's... It raises a lot of questions. <sighs> what else is like fucking on my mind about this game? There's just something. I, I we need to sit down and talk about this game to a greater fashion once we actually get through. Uh, I would actually like love to it. do like a review episode because there's so to. much to chew on. With there's it. so much to chew on. Um, there's too much going on. Other high points: the Decima engine fucking kicks ass here. Yo, this game's beautiful. Like it is probably one of the best looking games. And granted, there's not much going on in it, so a lot of what's rendered very beautifully is just the environments and the graphics. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a lot happening in the world otherwise no um but like the sceneries are awesome the, even fucking the cutscenes i'm like holy shit like this is very smooth like it all fucking, like fucking looks so amazing. well animated yeah it's filled with different actors just showing up yeah so many random ass actors it's, yeah it's kind of wild and then fucking Ito is in there for some reason and i do like the interplay of like the gorilla facilities um in terms of like the the hollow creatures because like you can have like watchers yeah you can have a that's hologram. right that's right those are like the creatures from horizon zero dawn or like i did something i don't know what i did i got a loy you got a loy yeah i got a loy a loy shows up and it's like uh hi she like waves at you from the distance and that's... then disappears and i'm like this is weird it's kind of cool <laughs> or like the thing i did i don't know what it was it was a mission and then a tall neck appeared like the giant like right. fucking like giraffe creatures from horizon I was jesus like, christ this is so cool in this world it makes no sense but i fucking love there's it there's a lot of things that have to make no sense whenever you take a shit you see a fucking advertisement for ride starring norman reedus so weird what is that not confusing the sam or is he an ancestor of norman reedus maybe maybe that's what it is it's <laughs> yeah. weird post-apocalyptic world yeah a lot of low roar I gotta say. So much low roar. I, I didn't know who low roar was before this game. Me and now neither. I can't stop thinking about now it. Now I love them. It's a, it's a band from, where is it? Livermore, Livermore California. California. Basically like the fucking new age, like Bon Iver. Justin exactly. Uh, yeah. And you can fucking upgrade your, your structures to start playing low roar. But like the way they <laughs> intro the music is like you have like a standard cut, like opening cutscene with Sam and then like they let you loose into the world and you're walking. And then like one of the songs just appears on screen and starts playing like as you're traversing this world and like the world is big it feels lonely like it's got a charm to it but like this music complements what you're doing so well in the moment that makes it feel very emotional and immersive yeah i think i fell in love with the game like right when it did that yeah and they do it a lot i like this and then when they stop doing it it makes me sad but then you can you know integrate songs to structures and like a player can come up and they'll be playing lower or fucking bring me the horizon or whatever i I love this game a lot. This game's so goofy, so good, so interesting, and I think it's... Um, I don't understand the story completely, even though they do the Kingdom Hearts thing of like, hey, let's over-explain it. And everything has a name you've never heard of yeah. before. <laughs> You're a repatriate. This is Fragile. <laughs> it's also her name of her company. Yeah, the Fragile Express. <laughs> what? Um, Hyrule do- Network. Fucking, um, what? God, there's another phrase out there. I'm just like, what are you talking Oh, AS. Your fucking Amazon skeleton? What, is, what was it? I don't know that one. Uh, yes. Artificial skeleton? Something like Maybe. that. Maybe. Armor skeleton. Or actually. they always talk about how you're infected with dooms. Oh, you got like, dooms. You got dooms. Nobody else can do it like you because you have master dooms. And I'm like, what the fuck yeah, it's all is like, dooms? I'm just waiting for this game to just like jump like time travel into it out of nowhere where it's like, oh, fuck. My bridges are going back well, in time. I hear once you start jumping ahead in like the episodes, like the, the 
sim stuff kind of peels away a little bit more and it becomes a bit more of a focus mm. action heavy story and i could see how it's ramping up to that because like when you get the first major cutscene with um troy baker who's like the villain of the game uh, like you, higgs yeah higgs fucking awesome by the oh, way yeah. like this is probably one of my favorite troy baker performances and you get the sense that the story is ramping up in a like a crazy way like there's an antagonist i have like a common common evil that i'm like working with fragile to take down and like it's building towards something and the game builds it with you as you build your weapon arsenal like you know those opening hours where you feel so weak i have weapons now anti-bt weapons and it's like the, game oh, the is, first boss fight's amazing it's so cool like i told you there was a boss fight you're like there's a boss fight i'm like yeah it's i, I really was like neat. how is there a boss fight in this game and there is yeah you're literally throwing your own blood at this thing and fucking i was like it. what how many pizzas do i have to deliver no <laughs> no 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 it's a, li- it's a lot different than that but it's it's building into this experience it just takes a while to get there and it requires so much patience like yeah. this game demands your patience and i think it's worth it you know not in the way that like red dead demands your patience it's it's a different experience no because there's a big payoff to this Mm -hmm. and i feel like every time i play this game it gets better than the last time i sat down with it and that's that's thrilling i haven't had a Mm -hmm. game like that in a long time and i love open world games but i love that this one is like an experimental game using the open world uh architecture but in its own way it's not doing the cookie cutter checklist shit from ubisoft games Uh it's not trying to be just like random happenstance agency Mm -hmm. like gta no there's a focus and it's about where you push and what you want to do and how you grow it and that's so cool and the cool thing is like you're doing these like routine fetch quests basically but you're building your arsenal like you might be doing a mission for like an engineer or craftsman and from that you get like you know like your skeleton legs or a new weapon or like you Mm -hmm. know anti-bt weapons and shit that helps you build your performance and then once you get those things you give it back to them and now they can defend themselves right and there's a cool cause and effect with that it really is i mean it does reek of open world the game in a lot of ways and some of it is not very inspired um i don't necessarily love its approach like npcs and i don't Mm. like that norman reedus for the most part outside of cutscenes, is a silent protagonist Mm. like he doesn't really react to anything i am sam i'm sam and like that's that's it like you can you know call it to the world and other porters will call back <laughs> yeah. i'm sam bridges no i'm sam bridges yeah, that's like, my favorite thing it's, it's neat and unique but like otherwise like he's kind of like quiet in the world yeah and it makes it feel even more lonely and i'm just like i, I don't know i wish like he would talk to the holograms or do something else but i don't know i, I guess so i can see that yeah. i almost kind of like the more stoic protagonist like mm-hmm. he talks just enough to know that like he has a pulse but i i do agree like he isn't just like you know sharing his opinion of the world he never is actually he's I never really he, talking about no it. like i don't get his sense of who he is like you get dropped in the world as him and then like all this shit starts happening and you're like cool this is the world they're setting up yeah. but even in some of the cutscenes, he doesn't explain his motivations it's characters explaining shit to him and being like okay well i guess this is what i gotta do now yeah yeah this is the world we live in i think that's a that's a fair criticism i i think the world is so interesting to me that i I didn't quite need him to constantly posit his Mm. opinion or his stance on the events that they're going you don't want him to be like deacon saint john no not at all (laughs) okay actually i think that was way too much to this day i still think that's way too much i get that like it was a cool character that they built but i did not need to hear deacon talk about every fucking road in portland well here's like i (laughs) 
you got to strike a balance, right? Like yeah. between too little and too much. Like this isn't Skyrim, mm-hmm. you know. Like I'm not this player character that I'm projecting myself into. Like it's Norman fucking Reedus. It is Norman fucking like, Reedus. They fucking like yeah. mo captain. They did all this shit with him, it, so they could have used him in between that and the Sam Whitmore mm-hmm. approach of like give him personality and stakes in the world, make it feel a little more personal. Don't have to explain everything. Like oh yeah, I'm picking up this Carol. Oh I love eating Carol out of the shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love a good Carol. Ooh, BT store market smell shit coming from a mile away. Like <laughs> ooh baby, cry out. Hush baby, hush baby. We gotta go. We gotta go. Like don't do that but you know you just lowered days gone on my top 10 like by one fucking ranking just for by reminding me how much i hated that but like if he's a character who's established in the world who main characters pivot off of him like if your mom was the president your sister's trying to be the new president and all these people know you give me more stakes other than like i'm just delivering as far as i'm aware when the game starts he's just like walking around somewhere out in the wilderness no he's literally like on his bike trying to escape a time fall and then fucking fragile shows up out of nowhere and he wrecks his bike yeah and like that's that's the beginning of the fucking game right so it's it's a very cinematic thing and it's definitely a hodgepodge of different influences Mm -hmm. like kojima is a very worldly person yeah and it's it's this melting pot of like not just like other games but like fucking random swedish movies Mm -hmm. and japanese movies and american action and just all this shit into this weird like it's very artsy it's a very artsy i don't want to use the word mess but there's definitely some spillage in order to get this painting right i mean it's it's kojima none of that shit is ever like cut very cleanly no 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 like because his focus is in five different places and and the way that he like deals with like visual and storytelling metaphors are so clunky that he might as well just be telling you this is the theme of the game (laughs) it's about connect it's it's about connections <laughs> like that's that's literally how it feels like literally something will happen in the world and no less than four characters will explain it to you yeah <laughs> like i get it like you want us to know but you're beating it over the head every time bit. i pop out of my, whenever like, i say the codec that, i'm just like come on <laughs> assume the player is a little smarter is all yeah that's it like give, give your audience a little more leeway yeah. in that regard because you make me feel dumb when you over explain <laughs> it like i'm just like okay right but no like he He's a visionary. Like, there's something really cool here. I didn't understand at the onset what a strand game is going to be, this new genre that he's going to pioneer. Strands. But I get it now, and I, I like it. I want a strand Mass Effect. I just pitched it earlier. Yeah, <laughs> a Mass Effect strand game. Everything should be strands to me now, man. He he came under some criticism for um, criticizing American audiences in the oh, way that this isn't necessarily, yeah. like, resonating with them in the way, like, a first-person shooter would. And he's like, this is going to be more popular in Europe and Japan because I think American audiences just like like first person shooters and more violent action games. And this isn't this. And this is for this is for a more discerning, developed audience. Uh-huh. Kind of like talking down to us a little bit. Well, I'm out here from from fucking Washington. I'm a little <laughs> little bit uh, east of uh, Federal Way. Mm-hmm. I like chicken fingers for lunch, breakfast, mm-hmm. and dinner. Um, I don't get I don't get the ghost game. I don't know why bodies explode. I don't understand that myself, but let me tell you what I like. I like monster energy. <laughs> I, like, I like pounding monster energy and taking a piss. And fucking riding my bike on mutton. <laughs> the weirdest mechanic, the piss mechanic. <laughs> the piss mechanic, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I really like monster energy and piss play. <laughs> and this game is for me. But they don't let Norman show full dong, and it's kind of disappointing. It's like, very disappointing. Let him hang brain. I want a, I want a lavishly uh, decima-coated dong. <laughs> Bigger than a tall neck. Just out there fucking uh, no, parading. No, no. I want it to be where it's like I put in the resource request and uh-huh. people continue to upgrade my dog <laughs> over time. But there's a cap on like 69 likes. That's true. Oh my god. <laughs> I know like I'm 20 hours in. How how many hours are you into it? I have to be like 20 hours. Okay, yeah. Like I imagine there's probably another like 
40 to 60 hours ahead of me, and I'm really genuinely excited to like turn it on every time I play me it and too. see where it goes. It's such a joy. This is why I like video games, mm-hmm. dog. Thank you, Kojima. Yeah. Even though I'm a dumbass American and I don't understand <laughs> anything. Actually, you know what's funny that you bring that up? You told me that like you get like more traditional weapons as you go along, mm-hmm. like kill mules and stuff like yeah. that. And I was like, straight up, I don't need that. I'm fine using my bullet gun to like wrap them up yeah. and kick them in the in the face. I don't need like murder and violence mm-hmm. to really enjoy this game because that's not what's been gripping me in yeah. this game. So I feel like I get why Kojima's making the generalization, especially since there was a review mm-hmm. that literally called this game pure garbage. Mm-hmm. And like, I could fuck see, yourself. I could see how this isn't for everybody. Like somebody could play it yeah. like this is boring. Having to balance my weights mm-hmm. is boring. Yeah, but yeah. like there's something really like in real life it is. I mean. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like visceral, like having to like you know hold the shoulder buttons down. Tactile, T- very tactile. Mm-hmm. There we go. Thank you. So good, so good. Ugh. It's a very tactile game. No adjectives. Like, I feel like I'm very much like in control of the movements. Like if I let off like one of the buttons, I'm gonna feel the the response of that. Like he's gonna shift weight and he's gonna fall down, and I have to fucking like you know regain my grounding and fucking resituate. And like there's something very like cool about that. And I get that I might not be for everybody. You know, I like it. I like it a lot. I don't know, man. I really love this this baby nurturing, mm-hmm. monster drinking, ghost fighting piss game. Yeah, <laughs> I love I like, it. I like hearing Mads Mikkelsen whisper sweet nothings to me and tell me happy birthday and that he's <laughs> proud of me. You know, it's really sweet. <sighs> I love it when characters cry. I love it when famous no, famous no. actors cry. It's an allergic reaction. Though. Oh, sorry, it's, dude. It's, he's not actually crying. <laughs> Um, I guess one final point. Do you think, like, Sony would greenlight another game like this for Kojima, or do you think this is going to be, like, a one-and-done sort of effort? Like, If they're fucking smart, they will give this man any amount of money to make us any goddamn experience that he wants to show us. let him keep doing this weird thing that he's doing. Let him do whatever the fuck he wants. Just do it. Don't even be like, do Death Stranding 2. No, 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 no. Let him go fucking crazy. My dude wants to do Death Stranding 2. I'm sure he has a very good vision for it. If he wants to do some game about, like, fucking, I don't know. Like, 4v4 fucking. Like a a stamp collecting sim. I don't know what he would want to do next, and I'm fine with it. I'm fine. I don't know how you get from Metal Gear to this. I would actually love to sit down and talk to him about his entire thought process about all of it. <laughs> like it's fucking. He's like, this was the original vision for Metal Gear, but yeah. I had to add all the political yeah. shit and robots because <laughs> nobody was buying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I imagine this was a very hard sell on paper, and even when it like came out, like Sony was probably like really nervous. But like, yeah. critical reception and commercial reception's been pretty good. Pretty fucking yeah. good so far. So it seems like uh, it's doing all right. Mm-hmm. I like it. I want to do a big on big old review episode. We can dive deep into this mm-hmm. a little bit more. We gotta talk about one more game before we close this uh this this gluttonous podcast off this is what happens when we don't fucking record for like weeks okay we, we, we need to vet this shit out you can you turn that off <laughs> sorry Sir? i'm taking out my lightsaber is this a no lightsaber zone oh i thought it was a flashlight are you, are you gonna report me to the imperial <laughs> army <laughs> it was a fucking uh, uh watto flashlight <laughs> annie what's with the, the flashlight annie <laughs> 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 oh that's what i call podcasting now sir <laughs> let's talk about this fucking game star wars jedi fallen order respawn entertainment ea funded <laughs> <laughs> um this is a joyous joyous addition to the star mm. wars family of media i gotta tell you they this is exactly what I wanted from this game mm-hmm. when it was announced. I was like, I legit hope it's like this. It is like this. Did you want a combination of Sekiro and Uncharted in one fucking game? With and make it a Metroidvania? To make it a Metroid fucking Vania yeah. while we're on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> what this game is, dog. So, 
how many hours have you put into it, you would say? Probably Twelve. Like Twelve hours. I probably put like three or four. Like I spent, I didn't spend too much time with it yesterday. Came out Friday. So you're a lot further along than yeah. me. So you've seen a lot more of the world and like more, had more technical boss fights and seen more set oh, pieces. Oh yeah, I've seen a lot of shit, dude. High level, what is it doing for you as a Star Wars fan, as a, as a gamer? It's hitting the right fucking right? nerves, right? The story's really fucking good. Very kinetic, very, strikes that balance of reminding you of classic Star Wars while also hitting that same kind of that kind of dire situation style mm-hmm. that Rogue One introduced to the fold. So it's got a little bit of that going on where it's like, dude, we're on the fringes. The Jedi yeah. are dead. I am one of the last and I've been hiding. And now it's no longer well, time to hide. Well, it feels like the world is moving fast and you're having to move and keep up with it. Like even when you get to those certain like uh, I'll call them like hub planets where you have to do certain things and like, you know, traverse a little bit and like find collectibles. You still feel like the presence of like urgency around you. Like, right. The stakes but- are high. The stakes feel up there because you're being chased like a dog by the Imperials mm-hmm. and the Imperials are fucking awesome. You know how hot that, that fucking Sith woman is? The oh, ninth sister? Yeah. Yo, the, no, the second sister. The, the sisters are such a cool, like antagonist <laughs> villain. Like I fucking yeah. love them in this game. That's somebody's fetish and it might be yeah. my new fetish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I, the graphics are fucking great. Mm-hmm. It, the gameplay is so solid. Mm-hmm. It's got a, you mentioned it earlier, it's got a little floatiness to the combat, yeah. but I still think it's great. I don't think it's as polished as a game like Sekiro was for me, like earlier in the year, in terms of like some of its combat systems and like how technical and precise you need to be. You but have it, to be fucking laser precise yeah. in but Sekiro. It, but it yeah. still works out in, in a lot of ways. But there's also a lot of other stuff you're managing outside of just your sword play or lightsaber play. No, yeah, because so. it doesn't just rely on like trying to be a Soulsborne, right? Mm-hmm. It has the, the whole platforming elements that are very much like New Tomb Raider and Uncharted. Uncharted yeah. Like very much strikes that balance of like, here's adventure in combat and mm-hmm. discovery and here's a fucking ice slide. Yeah. Enjoy. You yeah, know, yeah, it's got that, that right mix of it, That's right? a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, and the, the ba- there's an element of backtracking like in mm-hmm. Metroid and the combat. It's so fucking... God, I love using my force powers against these fucking idiots. So I'm pretty low in the upgrade tree in terms of everything. So I've got my basic like lightsaber abilities and I have mm-hmm. very basic force abilities. But like I can imagine that shit expands so much as you like level more and more. Because like, it's it's basically like an action RPG in its skill tree approach. For sure. Like You have you can upgrade to, like, your force or your life force, rather, and then like your lightsaber, basically. Yeah, you can customize your lightsaber to a fucking fault it's great you yeah. can change the color of it and all that yeah you come across like collectibles in the world you get like different like sheets or like metal components to it and it's it's neat it makes it feel like very personal to like you and your play style you know what customization i just got you love the poncho game too. no 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 no, no. Well, well the poncho game is the metal <laughs> the, this kid the, the poncho game is Kevin the, game. Is the poncho game as right far now. as i'm concerned <laughs> there's nothing more important than the poncho that you're wearing the poncho makes the jedi yeah. <laughs> okay i'm not even wearing a poncho you legit rolled in my room last night you're like where's your poncho and well, let like, me tell you <laughs> yeah it fucking pissed me off so. <laughs> i was like i don't know i like my like kind of clean tight jedi gear i've got going i got on right really now. upset i yeah. looked at it i was like what the fuck are you doing throughout where, the game where is your poncho sir <laughs> i'm wearing a fucking just a delicious <laughs> red poncho <laughs> with some with some uh, light brown highlights okay it's sophisticated yeah. clean simple mm. and it's easy to move in i love it it's my favorite poncho okay now customization Tell i got for this. my lightsaber mm-hmm. 
Dual blades. Oh, really? Changes up the game, dog. Like double-sided? Mm-hmm. And you have oh. to account for how different it is, because like you I, you can't parry as readily, but uh. you can do extra things like swing and deflect and shit like that. Oh, that's, that's really interesting. Cool. Yep, yep. And so it's actually a crowd-clearing uh, uh, move. So It's like larger sweeping attacks. Exactly. If you okay. start getting like uh, swarmed by a couple people, launch out that fucking second blade and like keep them back. It does mm-hmm. less damage, but it does a lot of hits. That's cool. <laughs> it's fucking great. I mean, like having like the one handed lightsaber approach is pretty cool because like you do like the quick like i'm gonna deflect shoot blasters back at storm and you have way more control of your normal lightsaber you do yeah yeah i feel very controlled with that or even when i'm doing the parrying shit like it's so i feel so reined in and like tight with it right so but like it when i'm talking like going to the story too because it could have just been like hey flawless fucking gameplay and a Mm -hmm. cool world but it's I really like this Star Wars story. Well, I think that's the way it, like, throws you immediately into the world, like, as, as Cal. Like, you're in it, like, you are, a, um, what, a scavenger. You work underneath the Imperial, but you're hiding as a Jedi. And, like, it's immediately Star Wars in everything it does. Like, you're following a character. You're coming across, like, people just, like, who are in the world. And they, the way they talk to you and the way they interact. And it's just, like, this feels very lively like a Star Wars world or city would feel. It's so special like that. Yeah. And then I the way it builds the story on top of that too. It's like I wasn't expecting it at all. I especially really like the fact that it's like the supporting cast is awesome. Mm-hmm. First of all, Deborah Wilson from the Mad TV days. She plays a mm. seer in this mm. game. And she's also in Modern Warfare and it fucking tripped me up because in both games they did a fucking 3D scan of her actual yeah. face. Yeah, so yeah. I was just like, "Wait a second, what?" No, she looked immediately familiar. Yeah, from Mad TV back in the day. Now she's taking on these dramatic video game yeah. roles, which no, is really she's cool. she's awesome in it. And getting she to like interplay with her is like really cool. Right, you totally get her motivations, you get where she's coming from. I really like her characterization as somebody who has actively cut themselves off from the Force, mm-hmm. but they're trying to help Cal reconnect to the Force. Mm-hmm. And that's why you don't have all of your suite of powers. Mm-hmm. You've been in hiding for so long because you were a Padawan when Order 66 went through, where they fucking started yoking the younglings, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Just fucking getting in there and smashing skulls. Well, it's my favorite part of part Because it takes three. place in between part three and part four, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Uh, quite, like, I think ten years oh, sorry, after... episode three and episode four was yeah it's okay yeah yeah it's okay we're gonna get some hate mail but yeah it's okay okay. um (laughs) yeah and have have that kind of like hey you're slowly reconnecting and remembering is such a Mm. cool thing and adds to like the mysticism of the force and and really just helping you feel like yeah this is a jedi and i like the fact that he's not one of those pompous like hey i'm a fencer jedi he only got some training as a kid and Mm -hmm. spent his life on the run so he is kind of like a like a reckless sort of Jedi, yeah. like a little scummier of a Jedi, like the fucking Dante of Jedi. Or even like the Han Solo of Jedi is really. Yeah, kind, kind of, of right? Kind of like, you know, by the seat of his pants with a lot of stuff. And I like him. He just, it's unfortunate that Cameron looks so fucking bland as an yeah. actual human like, being. I actually don't <laughs> like a lot of his like facial models and like the no, way he reacts. Dude. Like it's, I, I had the thought, I was like, um, they're killing it in their roles, obviously in their performances, but I feel like the aliens and some of the supporting characters who like, there's less focus on, they're more realized somehow. Yeah. I do like the visual language of how they come across him, like learning new abilities and the back and forth of like, okay, like use your, your force echo or like force meditation, whatever. And then mm-hmm. like when you're in an area that's like, oh, I need to learn this new ability. And then you flash back to like when you're training in like the, the temple, like what is that? Um, panic room or whatever. The and danger room. The danger room. And you're like relearning the abilities from like as a Padawan. And then you now have it as an adult. And it's, it's a really cool way. It's cool. Like how they like kind of, um, it's a cool framing device. Yeah, it it's is. Really I like cool. it a lot. Yeah. I, I think it's awesome. Like you, you can write a comic book with the same framing device and it would still work. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's in a video game though. You mm-hmm. know, I really, this game is so well polished too. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it's not one of those things where it feels like, ah oh, man, they should have waited a couple months. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it 
fucking hits. Yeah. Everything I would want from a video game is present, and it all feels very sound and natural. Right. Like, climbing, traversing, like, all of it feels second nature, because, like, it builds on so many games that have done it before, but it's doing it in its own special way. And, like, that's really neat. Like, to have, like, all the traversal from, like, Uncharted, or, like, you know, to be that sort of, like, more technical, Soulsborne, Sekiro-type game. It's just, like, it does it so well. And I was taken aback. I was like, oh, I didn't expect this to feel as natural as it did, but, like, they're really killing is? it with like all the gameplay mechanics, everything it wants you to do. Some of it felt like felt so much of an homage to mm-hmm. like especially Sekiro that I remapped R one. Mm-hmm. You know where I'm just like, hey, I want the I want R one to be my attack yeah. instead of the face button, and it feels so natural. <laughs> I love it. Also, like exploration feels very rewarding, and it's like because you say there's like a lot of backtracking, or like you'll get an ability and you can now go to an area you couldn't get before, and then you find like chests that give you I don't know new lightsaber things or new ponchos or like you know finding new tidbits that's, of lore about the world. That's the one thing you seldom do you find actual upgrades which mm. come in the form of your little robo friend bd1 who mm. is again that is such a star wars thing to make you fall in love with your little robot like, partner immediately. like he's awesome immediately and he, yeah. i love the fact that the main uh, cal is even like you know the way he interacts with him like hey buddy we got this yeah or like people tell him like hey be careful Cal. it's like yeah we're okay it's yeah. like he always says we well it's like much like it is with bb and death training where you yeah. can interact with it Mm-hmm. in a way where it's like you can talk to bd1 and like it'll talk back yeah. and like ugh, it's very charming it's very charming but like the the all the things that you loot are literally going to be a poncho or a new skin mm. or a lightsaber part and a lightsaber part's not going to do anything except for cosmetically yeah it's it. a lot of cosmetic stuff so it's all super cosmetic and i get why that can be disappointing well, but there's world building stuff too in terms of like scanning your environment or like every time you like take down an enemy you can scan it yeah there's that there's that doesn't feel like a, a substantial collectible, but at least it's like one of those things where it's like, hey, I like that there's extra context, context to yeah, the world, and how this fits into Star Wars yeah. and all that shit. Well, because it's I like, like it. it's built well immediately. Like the first two areas, like because I've only been to the first two planets that it allows you to go to, and I'm like, these aren't familiar to me at all. Like, yeah, I don't know these from Star Wars, and that's what's awesome too. You're not yeah. just going to Hoth, you know, you're not going to Tatooine. Yeah. You're going to like original places with their own feel and vibe. Yeah. And although they thing. name drop like Coruscant and like they a do. bunch of other places. And you do like, go to Kashyyyk, which cool. is the Wookiee home planet. Ah. The Wookiees, for some reason, have human fingers that mm. are unshaved. Why? I don't like that. Is that a thing? Is that a real thing? I don't think so. I looked in the game and I was like, what the fuck? These tall Wookiees have these human... And they're... Is it the hold blasters better? I, I don't know. Maybe. So they can like get the, the trigger faster, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I imagine they got to be quick on the draw. You know, so if you shave a Wookiee, would it look like just a man? <laughs> it looked like Peter Mayhew. <laughs> Pour one out for Peter Mayhew. Shave a Wookiee, dude. I want to know. <laughs> what is with you and shaving animals? You're like, can we what? shave your cat? Can we? Can I just think it would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> they just look funny. You ever seen those uh, hairless cats? Like they're the like, sphinxes? They're hilarious. Yeah, I don't. They like, crack me up because they're like so the look creepy. Of it. You got to clean them very so cre- you gotta... deeply, like an often. <laughs> what, what do you do? You got a Clorox wipe? Well, no, they get infected because like they have all these like uh, like folds and they get dirty. Oh, they got some dirt yeah. skin flow. Hair oh, okay. like actually helps protect against like bacteria and shit like that. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah. Anyway, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> yeah. yeah, go ahead. I it's the tits. This it's is a great the tits. Game. It is like the single player Star Wars game that I've wanted for a really long time. Same. And it makes me kind of pine for like what could have been like Amy Henning's vision with Visceral and that game she was working on. It's a shame because you could see some of that DNA in here yeah, too. Especially it's... with like some of the linearity mm-hmm. and like the uncharted moments. Like 
I feel like that opening train sequence, which is very akin to Uncharted 2. It was super Uncharted 2. Yeah, where, where you're climbing up the fucking train that's falling down the side of the There's mountain. even a pipe that fucking, like, moves to the side just like an Uncharted like, 2. Like, that shit is very Naughty Dog, very yeah. Uncharted, very Tomb Raider, and, like, it works, but, like, I feel like some of that was, like, probably, like, pawned off of her vision. Yeah. And I would have loved to have seen the story she could have created, because I think, like, she's such an important narrative storyteller in this space, and we're never going to get that story. Yeah. yeah, Amy Hennig Star Wars would have been fucking awesome, but like you know what? I I think uh, Respawn knocked it out of the park. Oh no, undoubtedly. I think they've done a great job, and I'm glad that this game came out like a in a post like Sekiro world, mm-hmm. so that we can like enjoy those kind of conceits mm-hmm. to being a Jedi. Because I think this is like one of the more interesting Jedi based games, where mm-hmm. it's like lightsabers always felt kind of goofy, mm-hmm. and then making a very succinct choice to say there's going to be certain animations that you need to get good at instead mm-hmm. of it being like a physics based yeah. slashy slash is awesome it's yeah. such a good choice I, I like that a lot and it's tiered by different difficulties so like your window varies based off that so like the easier difficulties window. like you have a, a longer parry window to where you can kind of like deflect attacks and counter back and the harder ones obviously the window's less so you have to react a bit more quickly and cleanly with it and i think that's really cool based off of like you know how hard you want it to be yeah that's interesting um i don't know if there's a trophy based on difficulty though i don't think so really i I think we're both playing on jedi master which is balanced across like enemy damage parry window all that stuff and yeah it feels fair i think one of the creators came out on twitter and said hey play it on this mode because this is like the ideal state for the game okay so hey that's her yeah i i don't know i love it and i love that it's doing this thing for me that Star Wars Battlefront did back before The Force Awakens came out in, like, 2016, was that? Or 2015? Got you hyped as fuck. Got me hyped for a new Star Wars movie. Like, that fucking swell of, like, a Star Wars end-of-the-year extravaganza. Like, going into, like, um, the last... What is it? The Last Skywalker? Rise of the Skywalker? (laughs) Whatever the fuck that movie is called. The Skywalker Awakens. Yeah, I'm I'm now even more stoked to see that. So it feeds into itself in a really cool way. It definitely definitely feels like Star Wars season. Uh, On top of that, The Mandalorian came out for Disney+. Plus. I watched the first two episodes, Mm -hmm. and they're fucking bodacious. I really, really, really like Mandalorian. You should check that shit out. I need to. I need to either get Disney+, Plus or just steal your login. Yeah, it's true there. But uh, yeah, this game's hitting for me. Mm -hmm. It's just a shame. This it's a shame because the hardest thing you can do to a gamer is come out with multiple yeah. good ass games and split at their once. attention. I don't know what I I'm thinking about what I want to do after this podcast. I'm just like I can continue playing Star Wars, but I know that's going to be like from now until like 11 p.m. Yeah. Or do I continue to build roads across America? <laughs> I had to have a a point of it, distinction in my mind of like, okay, where do I stop playing Death Stranding? Right. Where do I put it down to a point where I feel safe and know that I can come back to it and just kind of run with it? And I did that. I guess it was toward the end of chapter three. And I'm like, okay, I feel safe now. Now I, I can safe. now I can dedicate my time to this new experience because they're very different games and they they take your time and attention in very different ways. Sam, they need you, Sam. I'm Sam. Fort Knott City <laughs> need, needs those supplies. They need ceramics. They need everything. Fort Port Knott City, Lake City. Oh God, the names. The names are so bad. There's a new robo dong that they're they're experimenting <laughs> with, and we think that's going to make yeah. the difference in the future. <laughs> we need you to bring a hundred pounds of metal to the nearest distro center <laughs> to get that dong ready. We're, we're going to make fucking penis wrecks oh over here. God. It's going to be great. 
for America, Sam. Say America needs you. Do you think they're going to give Respawn another single-player game after this? Or ah. do you think they're going to like keep splitting them and be like, hey, keep building Apex Legends, but we'll keep you in the pocket for a single-player game? Because I think this game is going to sell. And I think uh, it's going to be very well-received. I think when it comes to like their multiplayer experience, I, I feel like they're going to continue focusing on Apex, mm-hmm. and that's going to be our thing for a while. I don't think we're going to see another Titanfall. Mm-hmm. I really don't think that. Um... But I think what I want as a fan, I want them to continue making games like this. Mm. I think Respawn... Whether Star Wars or not. It, whether Star, Star Wars or not is really, really good mm. at crafting single-player experiences. And they proved that with Titanfall 2. And they definitely proved that with Fallen Order. Mm. I want to see more. Yeah. Give them whatever property. Make Let it be a new property. Let it be some mm. established shit, right? Let them do it. Let them go crazy. I think they proved that they make good games at this point. Like... Titanfall 2, it didn't sell well, but people loved it. Apex is fucking such a good game. Like, I don't play Battle Royales like that, but it feels so good. You know what game they should make? Hmm. Look into my eyes, Daniel. You know what game Respawn should make now that they're under EA? Working Uh, so closely with EA? I had the thought, too. They could make a Dead Space. They could make a Dead Space. They could make a Dead Space. Wouldn't be a crime. It wouldn't be. And this game is basically like a third person over the shoulder type game. So like you already have that blueprint. Make a Dead Space. They know shooters. They know Metroidvania now. Oh man. Like reboot Dead Space and make it more of a like a bigger Metroidvania feel. Because like a lot of the game was super linear in terms of its like backtracking. Like you only went back to areas like when you were supposed to. I got the perfect game. Hmm. Let Respawn make a new Dead Space that's half Metroidvania and half Strand game. Oh. So you got to continue rebuilding the Ishimura or whatever colony until it's no longer crazy and filled with necromorphs. Strand Space. Strand Space. Dead Dead, Strand. Dead Stranding. Dead Strand. Wait, wait. Dead Spacing. Yes. Just make Dead Space. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So I know we're going to talk more about Star Wars as we play through it and burn through it. Maybe we'll do another episode on that. I don't know. Sure, sure. Is there any one moment, though, that sings to your soul about it? Like, is there any, like, cool boss fights that you've come across? Because I know you've seen a lot of the game. Or, like, anything that really stands out that is just, like, really unique to the experience? I fought a giant bat as if it were Resident Evil 5 last night. I saw that. You saw some of it. That was actually a really fucking dope fight. And I like that too. I like the balancing of like boss fights. Like you fight big monsters and alien creatures like you would in like Dark Souls or Bloodborne. But, and then you have more technical, like intimate, like sword fights. But you know how this game is an entirely a mix of both like the cinematic kind of uncharted feel mm-hmm. with a Bloodborne-esque, more like Sekiro style. Yeah. Even this boss fight did exactly that. You fight him like it's a fucking Souls fight. Uh-huh. And then it gets to a point where, like, the narrative takes control. And you have to, like, fucking... <laughs> it, he grabs you into the air and takes you, like, fucking miles into the sky. Oh, shit. And you have to keep on, like, dropping on top of his neck and slashing at him and guiding him into shit to break his fucking face. Oh, that's cool. So it becomes super cinematic after giving in the Souls fight. Yeah. So it's both at once. And it made it this over-the-top And there's kind of, like, quick-timey interactions. Yeah, here and there. Uh, the, the one fight I did like that, because I'm only, like, two boss fights in at this point. I'm still very early in the game. Um, was it the second sister or the ninth sister where it's like a fight where like you're set up to lose it? Second but sister. It, but at the end of it, you do like a quick So the ninth sister is actually gigantic. You'll always remember the ninth sister because she is huge. Big. Yeah. 
Dummy thick. So you, so there are the nine sisters, uh-huh. but the second sister is the one who is like the main antagonist. Okay, and yeah. she comes across, like comes at your ship and like basically tracks you down. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that fight is like where you're destined to lose it, and then it bleeds into a cinematic sequence. I was like, holy shit! Like yep. this is so fucking cool to see happen. Yeah, the boss fights do that. Yeah, it's awesome. Neat. This game's fucking neat, neat. great. Buy it. Buy this game. Like, buy this game. Buy Death Stranding. Buy both games. Fuck bu- your Pokemon. <laughs> Fuck your Pokedex. Fuck, Fuck your Pokedex. You're not uh, going to get a full Dex anyway. You might as well quit. Throw it out. Yeah. It's gone. Stop building bridges, idiots. Stop, <laughs> coll- stop collecting Pokemon. Rebuild the world. Rebuild America. Game Freak, what are you doing? God damn it. Yo, Pokemon strand genre. Uh, are we just going to come up with new strand genres? <laughs> we got to reconnect these gyms, dude. <laughs> yeah. Collecting Pokemon resources and liking Pokemon out in the world. This fucking Onyx will rebuild the highway system. <laughs> Just lay down, Onyx. Lay down your. We've rock. been cut off from Cerulean City for years. <laughs> There's something here. There's something so here. I mean, that's a way to innovate in this new space with the Switch. Not make the same game you've already made right. like twenty times. Twenty times and yeah. sell it twice. But I'm okay. Once. So we we've got a lot of shit on Pokemon this episode yeah but i'm glad to see people having fun with they're it having on, a lot like, of fun it's on cool. my timeline it's like it's cool to see them like enjoy it and i know it speaks like their childhood and nostalgia and it looks fun it, it looks fun I, yeah. i'm gonna pick it up eventually yeah i don't think i'm gonna pick it up this year sadly <sighs> because like okay so i have to beat and potentially platinum death stranding i'm looking at that pretty hard beat and potentially platinum jedi, jedi fallen order don't right. know what that trophy list really looks like and then i gotta roll through my backlog like i need to go back to judgment um there's a bunch of other Shit. games from this year that i haven't finished yeah and i don't like yeah. if i'm gonna think about game of the year contenders like pokemon is not gonna be one for me sadly so i can shift that to next year get it on sale and then like give my time to it when there's like you know a, a i'm sorry lull. what did you say give my time to it when no, there's no, a no, before that it's not my no 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 Death Stranding. No, 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 no. What? I don't remember what Get I said. Get it on sale? Get it on sale. <laughs> With the Nintendo game. No, I know. I know. It's a crapshoot. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. That's hopeful. <laughs> well, Kevin. Yep. Let us connect this episode. To an ending? To an ending. Nice. Building bridges and coming full circle. Full circle, guys. Thank you again for getting through this episode. Here's your national decks <laughs> yeah. if you did make it here. Give us a bunch of likes. Please. Yeah. Likes after likes, yeah. man. We need to connect the Chiral Network to uh, an actual audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll play some Low Roar at the end of this episode. Who knows? Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah. Start with Low Roar. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> thank you, everybody. If you want to check us out on Twitter, you can find us at Save Room Show. Again, I'm on twitch.tv slash redherb. New schedule. Daniel's at twitch.tv slash Dungeons and Daniels. I don't know what my schedule is going to to be moving forward i kind of had like a very um ambivalent schedule as it is but like mm-hmm. i'm transitioning into a new job and i have like a monday through friday and then a sunday through thursday schedule so like my normal tuesday it once for training and then once my actual schedule okay so my usual tuesday all day streams are not gonna be a thing anymore oh no so i might have to stream on fridays Oh, what so a they'll sad get me time. Fridays and then they'll get you on Saturdays. Yo, and Sundays, so. okay, one yeah. continuous flow. Yeah, we should uh, use the fucking Stadia uh, state share feature and just I'll pick up the games that you start on yeah. Friday. Yeah, right? then that sounds great. Yeah, fantastic. Except we're not getting Stadia, so Whew. oh, hmm. well, neither are the founders. <laughs> 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 Good night, everybody. <laughs> fucking got him. <laughs> <laughs>